Hello, everybody. Jim here to tell you real quickly before we jump into this week's show that next week's show will be Patreon only. It is something that we have set up. If you've been listening to the show for a bit of time, you'll understand that this month has five weeks of comics. The fifth week at DC is what is usually an annuals week. Every annuals week, we end up having our show Patreon only. So episode number 522 will be over on the Patreon. If you want to listen to that, you can go over and sign up for as little as a dollar to hear that. And if you end up doing that, you'll also be able to get every week's show a day early. So that's kind of cool, a little early access. But if you don't even want to pay a dollar, or maybe you want to see what's going on at other levels, you can sign up for a seven-day free trial right now and check out a bunch of the shows that are on our $5 level. And we have a ton of shows there, including a bunch of reading clubs, a bunch of other things. And that is also the level that each week we have our Patreon-only Badass Spotlight, two books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. So you can go and listen to past spotlights. You can listen to our reading clubs. You can check out what is there on the Patreon before actually putting down any of your hard-earned cashunda as Eric likes to say. But again, next week's show, episode 522, will be Patreon only. It's easy to go listen to it by just plopping down a dollar or maybe more if you want. I mean, I'm not going to convince you to just spend a dollar, but also the free trial. So check those out. It'd be really cool if you did. So with all that, let's get into this week's show. This is a witch science announcement. This is only a test. Listen to us and just ignore all the rest. It may just be senile and be mixed in with some hostility. At least we say it with a bit of honesty. Make up your opinion and come listen to the shells. They have Welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm the sideways reality version of Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 521. 521. It's been a long time, Eric. We have done this uh, way too long, some people might think. I don't know. I I call them haters, or I call them Eric Shea. But here we are. Hey, all you weirdos. We have... uh, Pretty cool episode, I do believe. At my last count, we have a plethora of books, which always tickles my fancy. Uh, I'm not going to huh? say, yeah, I'm not going to say that I love all these books, but we have some big ones. We're getting towards the end of Beast World. It's kind of done that shift towards Amanda Waller, which some people said they were sick of. I don't get it. I actually like the way that they're swerving. Amanda Waller coming back in a big, big way, and I'm not shaming her there, Eric. I would not dare 
to do that. Five books, Jim. Five books. That's oh, for some reason I was thinking five was a plethora. You're right. It's no, six. I'm sitting here I'm like, oh my god, did I not read a book this week? What's going on? I had to go double check. Let's go back me. to that intro, and I could make up something that I'm the sideways version of. I don't know my own reality. You're right. You always you have, don't have man. that many books now. With that, you say that I'm waiting for you to say something about when I turn sideways. I actually get bigger, and I will stop right now and come over and punch you in the face. How about that? Why would I say such a hurtful thing? I don't know. I don't know. Or if I said, I don't know, I look in the mirror, and I look good. You're like, whoa, whoa, one of them, you know, funhouse mirrors. Fun mirrors. That's what I, you would say it immediately. I've no, done I too wouldn't. many issues, issues, episodes with you. Uh, speaking of which, all you weirdos out there, me and Eric ended up going on the YouTubes last night, so if you're not Going on to our YouTube channel, Weird Science we? Comics, you may not know this, but we did a $25 do or die pull list, a DC Comics one, obviously. And when we did it, it was weird because we usually do it during a podcast. We usually do it in the middle. It's like a section. We haven't done it in quite some time, but when we do it, it's weird. I had so much fun with it, and I think it was because we just did it by itself. And it kind of just had that a better flow, I think, because I wasn't thinking about all the books that I have to talk about after and things like that. But people ended up, some of them liked it. Eric, I'll talk a little bit about that. Maybe people who didn't, but a lot of people did like it, didn't know the concept that showed me that one thing that a lot of people haven't listened to us that go on the YouTubes. But also, I thought afterwards, it's kind of a neat little way to see what books people do like and what books yeah. keep coming up. And what are they going to pick? Yeah, and a lot of the things came up with kind of the books that we picked as well. But some people like some stuff that I detest, but that's kind of the fun of it. And that's the fun of it. Uh, and even had some people like men who ended up having the exact list as me. So I'm like, yes, that's the smart what a crap but, list. So though I said while we were doing it, I was I was having fun. I really and I'm not even joking. I'm not blowing smoke up the butt. Eric. I was having okay, a lot of thank fun you. doing I appreciate it. it. And I do think. I thought it was going to be quicker than it was, and we were kind well, of both crapping. And then at the end, I think we could have went on for a, lo- a lot longer because when we got done, we did talk a while after that. But I was editing it, and I thought, oh, I know what's going to happen. We're going to get a lot of people that are going to come and say, I don't like DC. DC sucks. And that, that's not – I've always been. Nobody's on the DC comics. You got that there, Jimbo? And so – I knew I was going to come, but it, it still ended up kind of, it did depress me. I'll tell you, I'm an emotional fella. And it depressed me a bit. And I'm the like, short temper. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. You jerk. I'm going to come over. You, you could have just said a temper. You didn't have to say short. So I ended up at first getting depressed and then angry. I went through a lot of stages. But afterwards, I started talking to people, but it still got me where there are people out there and people who might listen to us uh, that. You just want to keep hating. And I think that a lot of times when books are bad, which they're not the greatest now, we still have some things, obviously, that we like. Yeah. But I think that we start to, you know, confuse people a bit where they think that we just hate everything. And I like doing the $25 do or die pull list because it shows that we don't just hate, but it throws them off. And then they think like we betrayed them. There are people who I actually think the way they were talking to me is that me and you let them down by actually liking some books. And I Weird. just hope that most people, and I do think that 99.999% of what is really the Get Fresh crew, go into this knowing that you're not going to love every book. You're not going to hate every book. It's kind of that mix and match. Everybody kind of combines. Some of these books joke. are just okay. Yeah. And when you joked on the, the whole deal of this $25 do or die pull, it's something that I used to joke about as well of, 
well, I'll take Action Comics and you get so I think that that's the cool <laughs> and thing I'll overall. I'll read your book or you'll yeah. tell me all about it. And I think that's the cool thing overall and really because we're buddies. Yeah, buddies. And it really showed me why I do enjoy doing YouTube. Now it also shows me why I get depressed, but I do like hearing from people. And why you got that big fat temper of yours. Yeah, but, oh, thanks a lot. What, what's what next? That, that big ugly temper is next, right? <laughs> you jerk. That big, not really good with choosing friends temper. That's what I'll that say. That fat so, needs plastic surgery <laughs> te- temper of yours. Not, not a, a well-groomed temper of yours. <laughs> that really but good the, hygiene temper of yours. Yeah, but it, it ended up, it ended up really like, when people did start talking and finally did get to like, oh, this is my police. And even some of the people that originally were like, oh, I hate DC. And then I kind of said, well, what, you know, kind of come over to the area we're in of we're not on either side of a fight. We just want to love comics. If we don't love them at that then point, we know eventually we will. We judge everything as its own them. thing. Yeah. So uh, with that, some people even started playing and they it almost felt like they were like relieved that they didn't have to hate. And I hope that that's kind of what they were able to let their guard down. It's like they weren't being like led into a trap by allowing themselves to enjoy something. Exactly. Like you're not on Twitter and you're seeing these pictures that are, aren't from a real comic that make you all mad. You got to think about it and think Dixon. what you're there for. Yeah. Chuck Dixon had this thing. It was very odd. But again, overall, yeah, I know I, I got in this argument two weeks in a row. Again, that's depressing stuff. That's the stuff that we try to avoid. But I want to be aware of it as well. But again, all this is is me saying. You know, when you come to the podcast, we judge the things what we think is honest. We hate things that we hate. We like things that we like. But, you know, just give things a chance before you hate it. You know, figure things out on your own. And that kind of is our M.O. That's it. And also go to the YouTube. That's our other M.O. Yeah. Well, we have the thing. And that's the problem is most of the people who have watched the videos that I have done review video, there hasn't been a ton of big things. And. Unfortunately, sign of the times, the things that are more negative do get more clicks, but I don't want to fall into that trap. For now. That's like selling your soul, Eric, and I don't have a soul, so that's the thing. I would have by now, but I don't have Don't Look, the thing is, Jim, nobody cares about your soul, nobody, but what about your integrity? Think about that. Well, that's all we have. (laughs) Again, you'll you'll tell everybody the same here. When... You you big, your family hates you, and your wife wants a divorce, soul. Oh, my goodness. Where did that come from? Uh, When we're doing these things and we started doing the site in 2013 and then started doing the podcast after two years of me nagging Eric in 2015. And Eric will tell you, we have gone through so many weird ideas that people will say, oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. And it's always reaction to like one thing. Oh, you're SJWs because I say that I like Honey Badger. Or your One person will say we're comicsgate, another person will say we're woke in the same day, and I don't understand we what had, happens. Yeah, we've had comments of things, podcast, Twitter, of people, like, and I'm then they neither. and then they start arguing with each other. There was legitimately one point where they started doing all this stuff because you don't sleep, right? So you end up where they were fighting about which one we were, and I'm like, I don't need anybody to claim us. We're just here, exactly. And yeah, it's, it's so weird, and that's again, that's our whole thing of being kind of just here for comics and kind of it, it's not something that i think you know i don't want to make this sound like oh my god he's on the soapbox and doing this just this past couple of weeks is kind of it got me down but then it actually got me kind of happy about things where some of the people had dropped their kind of hate their facade of hate and actually admitted hey it's nice to like at least one thing there's some things to like let's have some always things comics. to like i mean i sit here and talk to eric like 
the hell? I have to go through and him and his I'm trying to think of an insult. Him and his tall Please. soul. Yeah. Tall. His tall, handsome soul. Oh, man. Him and his good looking face soul. Oh my yeah. goodness. Gracious. Gray beard though. Oh, I know God, that so that great. would upset you. Yeah, the gray beard. But honestly, it's not that bad because it kind of comes in like a ratio goal to a degree. So I'm like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, you can convince yourself of that, I guess. I mean, maybe you can get a touch of gray there and get a little thing going. I don't mean the Grateful Dead song. And so, yeah, I just, again, when we go into this, I say all this. There are some books this week that I detest. I mean, I hate more than hate itself. But that doesn't mean that we don't want them to be good. And we do love DC Comics. If we didn't, we wouldn't have been recording this over 500 straight weeks without a, a week off. So that is the proof in the pudding. And away we go, Eric. And Somebody check so, that data. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Even the idea, you, you'll you tell me that I skew the numbers higher, but that means uh-huh. that we did multiple podcasts through some of those weeks. That's even worse. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, that's Way crazy, more. but yeah, I know. You get mad when I would number things to get the numbers up there, but here we are. Because it's that lying. Is, that is said and done, but where you can find us, maybe you can give us a shout out. Maybe after you watch that video on the YouTube, comment there, but also give us a shout out. We're on the Twitters. At Weird Science DC. Follow us, we'll follow you back. You and go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where you can see reviews by Gabe, who somehow, and I know Gabe listens, somehow Gabe got this assumption or heard a rumor that we were going to shut down the sites and not have really? the reviews. Yeah. He said, Hey, if you're going to stop doing the reviews and whatever, I'm like, No, that's all you. Like, there's no, and I said, Unless you're talking to Eric, which I know you're not. Yeah, nothing. So I'm like, No, it's, it's fine. It was very odd. I, he got like nervous about it. But yeah, go to WeirdScienceDCComics.com, see Gabe's reviews. I kind of peek in now and again with a review or so in some of the, the videos. And then also go to our Patreon, Patreon.com slash WeirdScience, where we have a lot of shows. And if you do end up not loving every comic that comes out each and every week, we have a ton of stuff that is older comics and stuff that we like and get to pick and choose and do things with reading clubs and reviews. And the sort, but one of the things that we do each week, every Thursday night, me and Eric get together for a, um, I was going to say a weird science spotlight. A badass Patreon-only spotlight. Two books picked by the badasses that get fresh crew. Weird science. Yeah, weird science. Weird, weird. Is that right? No. Is that good, Eric? Can I do that? Yeah, I'm going to make just weird, weird noises. How about if I do my transformers? Tell me to anyway. Nobody likes my transformers noise when I did that that Come one on, time. There. That's true. Now, see, that's what happens. I- I'm happy, and then I know i got to even myself out. Let's do it. I even said, let's do this early this week, Eric. I needed even to even it out with you being a miserable prick to me. Uh, uh-huh. Though we are. We are doing it early because you want to watch the Royal Rumble, which is happening tonight, which is so cool. you. Yeah, I do, too. I actually, mainly for you, I thought I'd give you a little <laughs> solid, as they used to say. When I heard, I was like, oh, crap, Eric likes to watch that, and I hate that. You have to watch it the next day because we end up going too long and stuff like that. But two books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. They pick Titans Beast World Star City number one. I will tell you right now, it is the best tie-in. Beast World Tour Star City number one. Yeah, you know what? I didn't put that. Oh, my goodness. And Amazon's Attack number four. A book that Eric likes a little more than me. I think that that book kind of got a little. back on track. I think that it's like. You say it's back on track. I think there is no track because of how much the delay, not delays, but the long form storytelling that Tom King is, is telling. I don't think they're allowed to show 
too much. But with all of that, I don't even know what's going on, Eric. I thought I had, I was in fighting shape. Now I'm a little scattered once I talk to you and you get me off my game. But here's the badass roll call. You're waiting for me to do the rap, aren't you? I'm not doing it. <laughs> I was, was so silent. I was, huh? David Fink, Trevor, Dad Nation, yeah, yeah. Eric K, J L G, Zach Walker, the Annihilator, Ted Probes, I love Punchline, Stork, Michael S, Cam, Matt Razor, Niels T, Ward, Stephen Baum, Jason Colby, Sue Forty Two to you and me, Michael G, Ken Howard, Comic Boom, Rock A, the Fragging Main Man. Oh, Where's shit, my Lobo's mom here? go? Where's my mom? Lobo's here. I gotta get the sound effect. Mark Jager. Yeah, every every weekend. Bill Beer. Ruben. Ruben. Carlos. No Wolf Marv. Matthew Rapier. We have Luke Hollywood. Simon. Luis Manship. Andrew Belfast. Swanee. Anthony G. Josh Vermillion. Batman Beyond. Mark. Brandy Murray. Up there in Canada. Buffalo. And Double Aaron. Doxing his ass in Minnesota. Did you hear me get a little distracted there in the middle time? No. You came in and started grabbing stuff off the desk. I don't know what she was doing. She's going to grab your daddy shit on the desk? Oh, she was, I don't know. She was looking for my soul. But in that, we also give a shout out to uh, all-time greats Reginald Drinkwater and Rob Lewis, all-time greats of the Get Fresh crew. Sadly, no longer with us there. So pour one out for our homies. But that is the beginning. We went a little bit longer with a little... You know, real talk to the kids. So we'll oh, get yeah. right into this. Around? Yep, I did. A couple new songs this week. Some things Eric uh, suggested. I hope he likes them. But we're going to go into these books. Like I said, don't love every one of them, but we'll be honest with it. And maybe we'll have a couple chuckles, Eric. So we'll go to that right about now. See a star of who's green Not we said moon Jake Garrick in the boom boom long knows who and I think to myself What the hell is this world I don't have a clue But it's not right Watch out for Lois Lane, that bitch might bite. And I say to myself, what the hell is Beast World? Well, we've kind of figured out what Beast World is, Eric, but it kind of took a little bit of a turn to be kind of an Amanda Waller story, which makes sense. That's the big thing coming up but we're still having fun with it you know i'm just I, sitting I like here thinking still. to myself instead of calling lois lane a bitch you really could have called her a cougar and been a double entendre listen to me i am <laughs> surface level hate eric you'll hear later there's a song uh, that you suggested later and i ended up by the end of it i'm like oh you know what it's a diss track a bit but not really that oh no i said that i wanted to punch somebody in the face i, I get it i'm a hateful guy uh but yeah i don't know it the thing that made me when i was doing that i like it made me giggle so much when i said that lois was a bitch i know it's wrong Eric, but it still makes me wrong giggle it is fun times i did have a couple other beast world songs they just didn't work out as much and now we we end it next week I mean, this is penultimate issue, and it's a weird deal of bang, bang, boom, boom. We have two weeks in a row oh, yeah. to end bang, it. Bang, I, boom, boom. Bang, bang, boom, boom. And I like that. It's I'm on, I'm on a P. I, you didn't know. Be a <laughs> really did. bad podcaster, actually. But 
when you're doing this, like you expect, obviously, these tie-ins. And, oh, my God, it's a slug. But I don't know. This Beast World, it's kind of come in. We have been enjoying it enough. And I don't know. It, it hasn't gotten to a point where I think it hasn't overstayed its welcome that much. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, how about you, Eric? How about, how about you? Uh, should we just get into it and then you'll tell well, us? I don't know why we shouldn't just get into it. If you just okay. want to t- Do you want me to tell you how I feel about Beast World? I just thought you would just say overall. Yet. I just thought you'd say, yeah, I'm enjoying it and then hit into the I am the enjoying it. The last hit two the issues, the middle bits were a bit of a like, you know, um, not a slog, but there's not much happening. You know, you're just kind of filling things up in a little bit, you know, for setup for the finales and stuff like that. For the most part, though, I think Beast World is way better than I ever thought I had any right to be. Mm-hmm. I agree. Hit us with the credits here. Titans Beast World number five, written by Tom Taylor, with art by Ivan Rice, Eduardo Pansica, Danny Mickey, Julio Ferreira, Dan, uh, Brad Henderson, and Wes Abbott. And in this issue, we see, after everything has gone down, with Chunk destroying the Garo in space, the former Garfield Logan, that Amanda Waller is taking that credit. She's just allowing the American people and the rest of the world to know that Ch- Chester Chunk Runk is a hero who sacrificed himself for the rest of mankind because Garo went and killed his son, even though we all know that's not right. You know, pretty much Peacemaker killed his boy and kidnapped Chunk and pretty much put him against his, you know, against his will to go and do his singularity power in space to kill Beast Boy. But you know what? As far as anybody's concerned, Chunk is a hero. And now with the Bureau of Sovereignty under Amanda Waller's control, she's going to send a bunch of drones out there to kill the million people that are infected by Garo spores still out there they can't help and the titans are sitting there like hey we can't let that shit happen we're supposed to be the titans yeah and that's crazy uh but what i like about this and a lot of people will bring in tom taylor oh he's always surface level politics and we've even had some things with the sovereign over with the tom tom king wonder woman book and i do like the synergy but with the sovereign he never really explained the impact or the, you know, the sphere of influence and control. What I like about this is usually Illuminati. a lot of times, usually with a Tom Taylor, what he'll show is, oh, my God, the American people are pieces of crap. And they're this is they're being manipulated and they're being yeah. manipulated by a villain, Amanda Waller. So I don't get that feel. I don't get Who the feel still of Tom- believes that she's doing the right thing as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. And, and she is the type of villain who. Even if she knows she's doing the wrong thing now, it's for the greater good afterwards. And it's for the means. better things. Yeah, exactly. And when you think of all the things that have gone on, the things that why we like Amanda Waller and Alex Luther, I always kind of put them together with that M.O. If you go and really, you know, get the receipts, as the young kids say. These heroes have done messed up a lot. I mean, the, these crises and all I'm these telling things. You, if you want Amanda, if Amanda Waller wants the world to hate the heroes and rely on her and the American government pretty much to protect him because who wants him pretty much like Lex Luthor's whole MO? Why would you want a god overseeing you who could turn evil and do all this, whatever he wants? If you want to turn everybody against the, the heroes, the Justice League disbanded a bunch of what used to be sidekicks are now the hero proclaimed heroes of the United States and the world. And they done had one of their people turn into a freaking starro in space and infect a million people in the world with this whole thing. I'm like, yeah, you've got some problems. And even if you want to take it further, if she knew things like the reason they did this, because we had a Tamaranian alien, you know, one of the people from uh, like the one Titans, you know, homeworld, they were going to bring a necro star to destroy the world. So it's all that goes back to the Titans and everything they've been doing. We can make everybody hate them. And if the Titans go against the Bureau of Sovereignty and the power that Amanda Waller has right now with the, the things that she's proclaimed, 
Now they're public enemy number one. And I'm, I'm telling you, if the one thing that I look forward to from this idea, from especially from when we get this issue, but by the end of Beast World, is an idea of tit- Titans Hunted. You know, we had Titans Hunt before, but now Titans Hunted, where I want everybody to be against them. I want to see the freaking, like, you know, choppers with missiles blowing up Titans Tower. Everybody on the run, because I was even telling you the other night, if you look back to, like, Future State, we didn't have a lot of good things in there. But one of the things that you and I thought was kind of cool was Nightwing on the run, where he was, like, kind of hiding out with his own headquarters in the old Arkham Asylum. And I'm like, I want to see more of that but still like you know with the rest of the team as well well eric it's weird too because if you're gonna have the titans hunted i wonder who might be in a bacta tank that might really be interested in coming back and hunting him down He's a maybe old get a little man. deal but maybe that's the way of making him i don't know because amanda waller seems to have a lot of crazy stuff in her you know in her reach to get people to do things and stuff like that but there's one thing about this that i'd said even last week where it really does come out okay amanda waller is Singing that same song, we got Night Terrors. The Night Terrors was, oh, I want to make everybody, and that's insomnia, but it's the idea of I want to show everybody that the heroes, they're the monsters that I always thought they were. And I thought that this week, where if there was a better timing, because I do think that this being here is Tom Taylor giving a little bit of a solid or an assist to Joshua Williamson in that overall, because the overall story is still seems to be Joshua Williamson's. But Night Terrors didn't hit very well. So you're going to reiterate no. it here and make it bigger. I thought like, yeah, we had the death of the Justice League. Then we had Dark Crisis. But them disbanding never really made sense. Never. It's like they just kind of gave up just to let the Titans go. Boy, if you would have just waited a bit and actually had the idea, you know what? After Night Terrors, everybody's scared of us. We better disband because we don't want to upset so many people. We'll disband. Let the Titans take over for a while. I think that would have been a way better setup and actually would have a a reason why. Oh, you know, ramifications to stories. I got you. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then that would have felt like it meant bigger things. And that would have been the – but Night Terrors just came and went, right? And Samia came out and was like, I want everybody to fear the Justice League as much as I do. Everybody woke up like, that was a crazy dream. Let's move on with our lives and not think about it twice. Just imagine – if you ended up, everybody's had nightmares, right? Some people live them, Eric. Uh, sure but when you. you end up waking up <laughs> that one time, I have a dream that Eric turned into, I don't know, a mouth monster and was down below. That doesn't mean I don't talk to you ever again. It's like Hell that mouth makes monster. it what you do with that one dream. I might you give you side thinking, eye for a while. I don't well, know. You start thinking, though, about how effed up you are. You know what I mean? Like, if you have this dream that the Justice League, you're never going to equate that of the Justice League being my, you're going to think you're a my, it never made sense. It really tried to make big things that didn't work. And so we're there. Which is funny because there is a Nick Cage movie that's coming out or has come out. I don't know. I actually want to watch it, but I don't remember like much about it, even the title at this point. But essentially, he is a man in a small town where everybody, for some reason, just starts dreaming about him. And he's like almost like a Freddy Krueger in their dreams, but it just happens to be him. He's not controlling anything for some reason. And then people start really hating him because he is their boogeyman and nobody knows why. And that, but that would have to take a couple days in a row or nights that probably take a it lot seems like, like it, yeah. oh my god like at first they oh man it's maybe it's because he just moved in and he's on our oh wait it happened again oh no he's controlling our dreams that's what you needed you didn't have that and like i said it was weird joshua Williamson wants to make this huge story about night terrors with a k eric but then wants to make it so it only took one like it's weird you pulled it back at the end like one night like what the hell but this hits more and this shows you where I said a lot of people that I talk about, I didn't get, I know that it was annoying to have Amanda Waller and Peacemaker just show up and do nothing in books. I'll admit that's true. But now that she's doing things and you see some of the pieces getting put together, I'm excited about it. And I want to see what goes on because she wanted to get her power back 
We're not really sure what people still think about when she disappeared, Earth 3. Some of that's kind of pushed aside as well. It feels like the war for Earth 3 has been completely forgotten at this point. So that's a shame because we ended up going through it. It seemed like it didn't matter, as some people say. But at this point, seeing her use Garo and these things and say, okay, well, I'm going to get more power here. I'm going to get more power there. And now she is even above the president. I think that is a, you know, a cool thing. I think that that sets her up. And I just don't get, like I said, people are like, oh, we've had so much Amanda Waller in the past five years. I'm like, I don't know. This seems like she's actually putting it together a little better. Usually we just get the Suicide Squad stuff. She's pissed and moaning about things. But I think this is cool. And to see her manipulate people and not just people being just over the top hateful she's manipulating them and this would be weird though because you have the beast world going on right now which makes sense and you have dr hate manipulating a lot of things like taking the mind from beast boy so the garo just becomes a like you know a starro conqueror type of deal without the mind to control it but you have this going on and you even have all the stuff that he did on the side when he was trying to get out of or they were trying to get out of amanda waller's control during like the one of the i think it was man a waller rising spinoff that we had but with the Nightmare Stone attached to Dr. Hate, I just want to know, like, what is the Nightmare Stone doing? Because in my mind, you should still be using that to put the fear of these heroes and the people around the world while this is going on to really escalate your vision of what should happen in the future. Yeah, because you really could end up, like, bringing nightmarish things into the real world. It doesn't it would feel be- like we're using that. Like, it's just the Helm of Hate. We're doing chaos shit in the end. How about at the end? Now, it won't make any sense. I don't think this would happen. But what happened at the end? We realized that there never was a beast world. All these beasts and things, they were actually from the night. Oh, they're dream. not there. They're everybody's I used to friends read and Magazine. family. So when, when, yeah, really, when Amanda Waller goes a little too far, and I'm glad it's even called out by the president, and I don't think everybody's going to be behind the idea of killing Murder a, million a million people, people but she's pushing really this. And it seems like at the end, she'll say, well, remember, it's it's their fault, not mine. I don't know really why, in this point, why they're not really getting those science tissues. Get the boys down in the lab. Why doesn't she save everybody? If she's the one who saves everyone, not drone attack kills them, she saves them, then they, they're they clear she is. She could run for president, do whatever she wants then, because she's the savior then. But she's really pushing the idea of. The, the Titans, all these heroes, they're bullcrap. They are bullcrap. Yeah. They have caused this. We can take care take of ourselves. Look at this chunk guy. <laughs> I love the idea where she, when she's American hero. going down the thing, you can't help but giggle about what she's saying because it's a complete and utter lie, but it makes sense. This is what, you know, politicians and somebody especially like her would push that way. And then even setting up, I do you like that the one guy is like, well, Miss Waller, it's, it's Mr. Trope. I'm like that oh, yeah. seems like a weird Troop. deal, like <laughs> like a man. So he's like, well, no, no, I'm saying, know, he, he's it's actually a cool little call, almost like Chunk is himself because he's been in the Daily Planner for decades at this point and never really gets featured anymore. And I love that they use him because it's almost like that trope of that. I just made me giggle, but yeah, he's there and he says, "Hey, people won't like that," and like, well, that's what we have to do. Just consider the people who died; they're heroes too. They didn't ask for this. We have to get it down. They're monsters. They're not people anymore, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna kill them. And so the Titans are trying to figure out what they're going to do. The weird thing about it is there's Raven, who's upset, obviously. Obviously. Gar's dead. They're like, oh, man. And and what happens then is Cyborg says, I, I can end up taking these drones out. The weird play is that Wally seems to be oblivious of that being able to be a thing. I mean, it's well, Cyborg. Well, that's the thing. I, I swear to God that all Tom Taylor has Wally West do anymore in these books is say, you can do that? Like when Raven sent... 
when Raven was able to send somebody to the Phantom Zone previously, you can do that. And no, no answer. Like, you know, Cybers, I can shut down those shows. You can do that. I'm like, Wally, Chunk just died. Please talk about that for at least a second because he used to be in your books all the time. You son of a bitch. Now I need the, you can do it. But I have to switch it around to a question. But it is true. Why wouldn't he know? Even if so, even if you like, he never did it. You kind of get that that's his thing. You know, hey, I can take down these drones. Like, really? I thought that you controlled fish. So <laughs> odd. But when they say that, and then you have you have Corey says she killed Gar, and she's being effing celebrated. Hey, Raven, can you believe this? I'm like, don't ask Raven if she can believe it. Raven is grieving right now. You don't have to push it in her face. But Raven walks away and. Corey follows her out or Donna actually follows her out. And I think it's, I like this, this scene. I like them sitting together talking. The problem is, is that when Raven's messing around with the chakra gem, maybe she should have realized what was well, going even the on. Idea, with it like, I can merge with my demon self and take care of this problem. Like it just killed Amanda Wallen and stuff like that. Like you're thinking about it. You're holding it in your hand. It seems like at times like, why don't you realize that your evil self has been gone for a long time at this point, especially when you're actually talking about it? I know you've been happy. You've been like, and we'll talk about, about it by the end. We'll talk about or we can talk about it now. The big reveal. Exactly. That, the the, the deal big is reveal out. right now is that Dr. Hate this whole time. Everybody wants to know who Dr. Hate is. We thought maybe it was Slade in the beginning. Then they seemed like a multiversal version because Gar seemed to recognize who the person was. Like, who could that be? And then like you and I gave up because why try to just jump to conclusions there for Because we don't have anything to really work ourselves off, like work off of here. And at the end, it turns out that Dr. Hate this entire time has been the evil self of raven that should be trapped in her gem on her forehead and it's so weird because i really feel that tom taylor was well, personally i think it's a great reveal but tom taylor a long time ago during nightwing said that raven has been missing something all the for a long time now and she doesn't even realize it and i feel like that was just like a throwaway like not throwaway line because obviously it's set up like it makes sense here but i wish somebody would have reiterated that to make people like remember it to a degree like you know just hey remember all the way back here or just throw it in a few comics for the lead up that she's actually happier than she has been or something along those lines to the point where it makes sense for anybody who's not might be not remembering yeah, an issue or, or just not read reading those. nightwing exactly. most people didn't remember that now here's the thing if you were expecting a reveal because a lot of people didn't like the reveal i liked it uh, i think it's cool the thing is I don't think that it's a reveal that now we see. Like, I don't think Tom Taylor thought we were going to be really playing along. We were complaining about that. We said nobody's going to be playing along. But it is a reveal, even though the things came from different things and might not have been hitting us. But it was set up. And just that, there have been so many things in books that we've had recently where when we get to that big reveal, Mark Shaw, you know, even as far back as that with Leviathan. You never could play along, and after the fact, it made no sense. Now, again, people might have their little, you know, I'm not going to say nitpicks, but the problems with it, oh, this, that, or whatever. But at least in these books, you did mention that something was missing. She didn't know what that was, and you alluded to the thing where where I go with it is that she hasn't really noticed that that bad, you know, the bad baddie, I, I want to say. Her <laughs> evil self, Her yes. evil self. I, I got her go. demon self. Her demon self is, she didn't notice that because she's been so happy. Like you said, maybe push it a little more, but she's been so happy, happier than she's ever been because of her and Gar that she didn't really need to go. And at the end, you know, the baddie self ends up kind of throwing that in her face too. Like, you think you're happy, you don't need me, all that stuff. And I thought it worked out pretty well. Again, I don't think we could have played along, but when we get that by the end, I'm like, okay. And we were talking, you know, just me and you talking after we recorded last night. And you were even saying, man, that could set up some things. I said, I hope it sets up some things in the textbook, which it should. 
didn't hadn't read the solicits, Trigon is showing up in the text. So, As it should in my mind. Because I'm telling you, you, you have the demon self of Raven, and honestly, who's like holding on to the helm of hate, who is an agent of the Lords of Chaos and only wants to sow chaos. All you got to do at that point, baby, is free daddy, and you got it going on. And so then you're talking about, we laughed at Joshua Williamson with Dark Crisis on Infinite Earth there, when you ended up having that Stop dark it. army. And we're like, uh-huh. who's going to defeat, like, who could defeat Doomsday bes- besides maybe Red Canary, right? Stop with their it. guitar thing. But we ended up, it was too, this is setting up a team that may not look on paper like, oh my God, like I, I would pick this, but you're getting a Raven, baddie self with maybe Trigon, but also a Helm of Hate and also a Nightmare Stone. You're starting to add things up. It's pretty cool. You have the Helm of Hate and you have the Nightmare Stone on the demon we side of Raven, We don't really know Raven, what it does, right? but yeah. I have no idea what we're doing with that point, but we, we have pretty much a souped up evil Raven over here who is a separate entity than Raven herself. Either the two things in my mind can happen, though. Raven puts her back in the box and Raven just becomes the status quo Raven that we had previous to this, which is kind of not fun in my mind. You keep her outside of this. You have a character that is able to release Trigon, though. I don't know how far you can take this because... In my mind, you have to keep her out of the box for a long time because in order for this to work out for the Titans to like, you know, overcome anything that they have done in this issue, anything going forward, they have to be wanted by the, like the military, by the sovereign of the Bureau of Sovereignty, Amanda Waller. They have to be demonized in the eyes of the people. But because Amanda Waller has this Dr. Hate, this agent of chaos who can release Trigon and does, she's going to need the Titans help to put that genie back in its box too. And it's the only way they can come out of this. Trigon may not be too happy. Right, no. he may not be too happy. And I'm saying he's not going to freaking play nice with Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller's not going to be able to do this on her own. And then on the meantime, if she wants to manipulate people, I'd rather. And I'm waiting for, oh, that's AI. We had that in Batgirls and things like that. And I think that that gets you get wonky with things of like, oh, we're going to fake this footage and we'll do this because you could throw that in with anything. But if you have a doppelganger of Raven. You could manipulate some things and all the power. Well, that, oh, you and I were even has. talking about this because not only if you want to say that Xander started this with the Necrostar, Tamaranian, just like that Titan Starfire, when that Beast Boy, he turned into Starro the Conqueror and, like, you know, ha- almost killed a million people on Earth. Look at these Titans. And also, we have footage of the Titan Raven going around killing people indiscriminately because of the evil stuff. You can just, like, you know, yeah, have footage you just of that. You just stuff, yeah. Make everybody look like a dickhead. Let's fucking go and get the. Uh, what was it? Was it a Dolatron version? Nightwing, Deathwing? Let's get his ass out there and freaking do anything all. like here. Yeah, it's crazy. And again, when people were saying, oh, Amanda Waller's been hanging, 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 she's doing things and not even keeping in mind that she has gone through the multiverse and she has grabbed some people. So that, if that's still a thing, just other things that I start thinking. And that's why I like the reveal. It's not just like, oh, man, I couldn't play along or, oh, man, I'm a Raven fan. And I'm pissed. It, the idea of it is. Oh, what could happen from here? You brought up Trigon. That's right away. Also, Dr. Hate, like, what do the Lords of Order, but also, like, Chaos as well, like, what do they think about this thing being here? That should be something, because there's a lot of things that you can pull in from this that I think are pretty cool. And I hope, to God, I hope, that they explain some things and work it out, you know, all amongst them. It looks like there's more synergy right now. Than there has been in quite some time with the books. I agree. It, it shocks me, and I, but we like that. That's where you're a continuity guy. I'm more of a synergy of the now guy, and I'm enjoying that. And I I get a kick out of that. I get my kicks. Can there. I do both? You can't. Well, I think if you are a continuity guy, you definitely do want the synergy stuff. But I can like the synergy, and that, you know, it's like the you know, a, a, you got your chocolate and my peanut butter. Eric. I don't like peanut butter. But I'll go with the chakra. No, but you end up where at this point I think it's a misplay for her to take the chakra gem off her forehead. 
She shouldn't have yeah. done that because that almost feels like she well, should have realized it wasn't there. Yeah, like, hey, what's in there? Let me take a peek. Why doesn't it feel like the weight of a demon self in here like it should? She says that, but it. she's saying, and again, Tom Taylor, I think, is doing a good job. When we play the game of John Kent will never punch somebody, I hate that because it points you out to. And I like this, though. Raven, people have problems writing her. We've dealt with this over and over. She's too powerful at times. She can just, like... You could end events by her just sending somebody to hell, but they yep. always have to neuter in this. The thing is, she's holding back. And I like that where she says, I want to kill Amanda Waller and then fine print. I can have my baddie self do it. And then it's no <laughs> fuss, no fuss to me. But Gar wouldn't want that. And she says, I was in his mind, not when he died. She's saying is when he decided to be Garo. And the only thing he was afraid of was that he would die. And what would everybody, everybody would be too upset. And that's a good. He wasn't thinking about his own death, about personnel. He thought about his friends, like the feelings his friends would have about it. And in that, if we had, and I think that where a lot of people give Joshua Williamson credit for the evolution, maybe of Robin, Damian Wayne. In this, if this would have been five years ago, it'd been like, I was in his head. Right when he decided to be Garo, and he was thinking about your ass, Don, and he was thinking about the tits of like that's all that Beast Boy yeah. wanted to think about. This is actually a more mature I or hate mature that Beast, Boy. <laughs> Beast Boy, and I like this even without Beast Boy being in this issue. You're like, all right, I, I like that. I like that, you know, because Beast Boy does care, maybe too much here. He, he's like me, cares too much. But I like this whole play where she ends Just up, like even, you. even when. They're like, yeah, I know. Basically, like, Gar would have done that. And then even Donatrix, like, yeah, what an ass. And it actually was a nice moment. I thought it was done well. And I still think that Tom Taylor is writing this with that little aside of, let me try to write this like that Elseworld stuff that I usually, that people like. But it's in continuity. So let's, I think it, it works out pretty well. People just did not like this issue, Eric. We're, we're going to shock really? the world with. Yeah, it looks great, like too. It. Yeah, because Ivan Rice is back. And. Pensica, like the art is really, really good. And then they're trying to figure out what to do. People are being rounded up to just kind of like fish in a barrel them. And Cyborg says, I can stop this. I can end up, but that's playing on, you know, Amanda Waller's, you know, plan. We can stop it, this, but before we go and do that, Nightwing, he's going to go and talk to Amanda Waller, like, you know, one on one to try to end this madness before they have to do something rash like that. Because even when it happens, and Nightwing kicks the crap out of Peacemaker, which is a fun little action scene, doesn't yeah, do much, but it's yeah, a fun little action scene fun. overall. But it's just like Amanda Waller, she will not be talked to. She has her plans and she plans to do it. So Nightwing has to tell us that, but all right, shut him down. And just the idea that this happens for some reason. It seems like this was never on Amanda Waller's radar. Like, she's almost Wally West. He can do that because I'm telling you, when she looks at her, like, you stupid son of a bitch. I, like what I'm saying, she's just like, I never thought you would go this far, kind of thing, to, like, do, like go against the American government like this because look what you've done. You've made yourself pretty much public enemy number one by doing this, and I never thought that you would be a, this dumb to the point where I can win so easily over you now. I mean, she is literally shocked by what they're doing now. I don't know about you or everybody else, but when Cyborg said, I can shut down these drones, uh, immediately um, do it. I, I, if yeah. I was on the team, I'd say do it. Now, if Amanda Waller and if they're going to play this game here and they're they're smart about it, remember Amanda Waller, the, the, the Titans could end up if they have footage. But Amanda Waller and Peacemaker went to them at that one point and said, come on and join us, American government. Oh, yeah. And they turned it down. And they had that big speech. Remember the big speech of like, we don't deal with guys. They could twist that now. That footage of them, and I think even Corey, like that really would be a great callback. Up. I mean, they could say, "Hey, wasn't that like the first issue?" Yeah, 
And of yeah, because they went out to do things, and then because of that, they're like, hey, we can get involved. And they said, we're not like the Justice League. We're not going to be with you. And they really threw it back. And we thought, oh, man, Tom Taylor's kind of pushing that. It's a little over the top. It's a- but if they use that, I mean, all I keep thinking of is just attack ads, political attack ads. Like, you like the Titans? And that's even more of it. Look what happened. They said they didn't want to have anything to do with the government. And then this happened. If they would have joined the terrorists. They, yeah. So it's it's starting to pile up while Amanda Waller, it's like you have the scales going and Amanda Waller is gaining power while people are starting to really hate the Titans. And it's dangerous. And that's what you want from a villain. I know. That it's not like the it's not dark side. I'm more intrigued by something like this where it could actually happen because the world is being attacked by a giant conqueror's Jaro. People will allow Garo. things to go. Yeah. So it's crazy. We were talking about Jaro earlier. I said that. He needs to show up and be the real hero of the story. People, if you like, you know, Nightwing, but you're frustrated by Tom Taylor's Nightwing book. He actually does something here. He actually yeah. kicks Peacemaker's ass, and it's, it's fun. It I'm sorry, it doesn't work ultimately. He goes to talk to Amanda Waller, kicks a little ass, but it doesn't do anything, really, except for tell Cyborg to do something. But again, I, I agree with you. It is something, which I can appreciate. And, yeah. and afterwards, I think that Nightwing's like, I'm so fired up. Get me the Heartless. Somebody show me where this <laughs> And then he gets, you know, way late. He doesn't get there in time. He's fired up. I'll tell you, once this happens, though, let's just say the Titans become wanted, right? Tom Taylor 100% is not getting back to Heartless because now everybody hates Nightwing. There's no reason for the Heartless to take his heart. That is true. That Yeah, but maybe that'll save him. Well, that's why, <laughs> remember, the, the worst part is is that B, Pirate Queen B, she said she might take the Heartless. She'll still go and do it. I actually at one point thought, what? The-? I thought that Nightwing snapped him like a peacemaker. <laughs> he, he just turned the helmet Twisted around. I'm the like, helmet, yeah. Holy crap. Oh, that would have been that would have been nuts. But with all of this, having the Titans on the run, while at the same time, Wonder Woman and the Tom like them, they are really setting up where everybody's on the run. Like nobody can do anything. And you're gonna get to the point where, say, a booster gold, if he ends up saying, Well, I all these heroes are not going to know what to do. It's not quite like the Marvel Civil War, but it is kind of like sides might have to be picked and choose here if you want to. Well, even the idea if you want to go with some kind of synergy, but you, I'm sorry, you can say this about anything where a hero screws up to a degree where people's lives are put at risk. So there's a reason for everybody to hate them at any given time because right now in Jason Aaron's action comics, the entire Metropolis would turn into a bizarro world. So I think people might be pissed about Superman with that shit going forward. And we always play that thing of like, well, you can't think of this book and that book and that, and, and but Agreed. you do end up with comics in general. You have to have people in the universe have a very short memory. Like you can't have the, but not when you do Especially this. Especially in Gotham. Now it comes in and, and plays up. Batman's lost Gotham all these times. Oh my God, what is he doing? Hey, Bear, uh, Wally might have destroyed sideways reality vibrations, which could cause big problems, maybe. <laughs> big things like the people of Smallville going, <laughs> what, are these, what are these fire and ice doing here? And I want to know the same, Eric. I want to know the, but yeah, it's that the way that comics are made, people are always in peril, and that's a cool thing to play. Sometimes it's the joke, or sometimes it is. And the especially questions. if if you have people in the background that are manipulating, you know, uh, propaganda with media and stuff like that, who are able to say, like, look, you, I, I want you to not like these heroes anymore because look at all these things they're doing to you, and people be like, yeah, I saw it online. It must be true. Yeah, and Amanda Waller at this point, like she's living her best life suddenly again. She was ostracized. She was gone. 
Now she's getting her power well, back that's even the thing. more. She went to Earth 3 because she was tired of losing. She thought to herself, you know what? This place kind of sucks. I'm going to go back home and I'm going to make sure I win. <laughs> but again, a big, they even say, listen, she's, it almost plays out like it's like a game show or a talk show. It's like, she's been in the shadows for long, but now she's here. Bring out Amanda Waller. She's out, but she's in the open now. She thinks that she's got so much power and so many. You know, things that she's able that she's just like, screw it. I'm not going to play and, around and, anymore. And also, who knows where the Dream Team Suicide Squad's going to be? Could it be like the, the Dark Avengers that we had after Civil War? Like, they're like, these are your new heroes and stuff like that who are kind of like villains, but also kind of heroes. Or even the idea Like where, a Thunderbolts or something like exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah, something along those lines. The Thunderbolts is just Suicide Squad to me. But that's why I was going with the Dark Avengers over at Marvel before we had that. But even the idea where we had at the beginning of the Dawn of DC where Amanda Waller was going to tell, like, any villain, I will give you full parole of anything you've ever done if you kill a hero you put all these heroes on notice that way like finally after all like what has it been a year or two since daughter bc i'm like if you finally catch up with that storyline as well and a lot of this we said we've talked about it a lot of times with the idea of oh man the heroes caused the problems this isn't just here that was what they were gonna do it seemed coming out of the death metal into infinite frontier even that the, the big play at first was to get multiversal earth to be really mad then that kind of got yeah, Infinite Frontier was all about that. And, and we're back here, and I think this is more of a personal touch, especially with Amanda and Waller. It works out. Even even outside of the um, like the Dark Avengers angle, I was going with her Dream Team Suicide Squad, whatever that's going to be. We're doing, at least we know that Arsenal seems to be on there and Dreamer. But even if you want to go with the idea where she has her Justice Squad from Earth Three with Match and Nocturne, and bring all those people, like even some like maybe Crime Syndicate members. Who knows how things worked out on Earth Three at this point? You could bring them over and say these people will protect you because I'm Amanda Waller, and I said so. <laughs> And at one point, they'll say, where's Ultraman? Like, oh, you know, the Injustice Superman killed him. That was a weird play of how she was gathering things and not. I don't know. I I just really want to think that there was an Ultraman who existed before the multiverse changed itself. (laughs) And there's still another. I'm telling you, I don't want Ultraman to be dead because it's so stupid. But Eric, the multiverse fixes itself. We found out in uh, the medals, we were told. Uh, But remember, one of the things, too, that I want to see back Owlman and that idea where he found out that, oh, my God, I keep dying. And I hope and he might. We'll see. We'll see well, how it works thing. out. We we have seen after that because Al Man was all about the we idea had that he keeps coming thing. back. And the thing is, I don't like Scott Snyder talking about that because he even put Al Man in there from the antimatter universe, which doesn't make sense with the whole idea. But I don't think Al Man, as we would know him previously from Death Metal, would be happy to know that what he got when the world was real to the idiot Al Man that we had in that freaking crime syndicate ride. I know that crime syndicate. Well, not even not not the, not the crime syndicate. Actually, it was more just a war for Earth three. It's where yeah, he that, was an idiot. Yeah. yeah so. With all this, though, again, you have Cyborg Peace shut world. down. <laughs> yeah, Cyborg shut But that's the thing. I hope that people realize this is why I like this issue. We, we're talking about crazy stuff now because it gets us excited about some of the ways yeah. it can connect. Hopefully it does. But when you end up having Cyborg shut down the drones, plus, Amanda Waller come up is with shocked. This. Imagine what comic book writers can do. <laughs> exactly. And so Amanda Waller is shocked. But then, like a good Amanda Waller or a bad Amanda Waller, she realizes the right away, like Amanda she's Waller. shocked and then realizes, oh, wait, I can play with you this. You dumb like, son you, of a bitch. You messed up. But she has forced that hand. There was nothing else they could do. They need to save those people. And so that's what they end up doing. Cyborg if I knew I could get you to do something this stupid, I would have killed Beast Boy years ago, which leads Raven to show up and want to kill Amanda Waller right then and there. And she even pulls the idea of like, you know, I can just become my evil self, or like absorb this whole thing. And she's then stopped because uh, Dr. Hate is there as well. And like, you know, undoes her power. And this, we have the reveal right there. You haven't had your evil self in a long time now because I'm your evil self. All you have is a little bobble that you've had stuck on your forehead for a few months. 
and said, you who kept me in prison and slave for so long, saying, you thought you deserved happiness, you deserved love. This is where that points it out, that this yeah. bad, badass self, actually, the idea where some people took, oh, what did the badass self decide to leave because it was upset that it was, that? I'm like, no, no, I think that they were able to use the idea that she was distracted because she wasn't thinking well, not even anything that, about because, it. So like, I don't know how when, it happened. But we'll when you think see. of Raven, like in any iteration, the whole idea is that she's that kind of like not really emotional about it. She's just kind of that goth girl. Like at least for some reason, even with the voice, I think of just like a Teen Titans or a Teen Titans go to see Teen Titans that, like, go. Yeah, just for that, like you know the way that she talks and stuff like that. But she she's has like to keep a whatever in, girl. Right? Exactly, <laughs> even cute though, because she can't be too angry and she can't be too happy. She has to keep herself at center because she can't allow things to take over, like a demon side or anything like that. She gets too happy, the demon side can get out because she allowed herself to feel too much at that point in time. There you go. I think that it's. I like the reveal. I thought so it was I, good. People had pointed out that they've done this a bunch of times. Well, it's new to me. It's like the Friday well. night, you know, reruns. And that's new the thing. To we've, had e- we've had Evil Raven in the past, but like, you know, not like this, especially all powered up with a Nightmare Stone and a Helm of Hate. Yeah. And again, remember, everybody, I started reading at the New 52. Now I've gone back and read a bunch of things. We've read a bunch of Teen Titans things. I was actually talking to Zach last night about because people seem to forget or even didn't know that when the shutdown happened and they stopped comics, we went back. And did a classics. bunch of classic stuff. We ended up doing each week. We still reviewed like six books. They were just classic runs and things like that. And we did do some Titan stuff. But uh, I'm I haven't gotten real good Raven. That's what I was getting to. Starting at the New Fifty Two, I'm reading. You know, as the things are coming out, Raven hasn't really been hitting that well. They've tried a bunch of times. Mark Wolfman has come back and done some really like mid stuff. Well, she's been de-aged so many times now, even before Flashpoint. And it seems like there's a lot of writers who just don't know what to do with her. They do, it's like when we got Enchantress on the Suicide Squad. It seems neat on paper, but they had no way to do So she kept passing out every time something happened with Raven. You know, you always have her like, I'm going to be bad, but she can't. So with this, it actually does give you like that weird play of like, I want to see what Raven does now without the bad stuff, but what the bad self is bad. Like this is really, really bad. I thought that was really cool. I like the idea of having an evil Raven out there just for like a a nemesis, especially at a Dr. Hate persona that she is right now. But ultimately I think it is just going to end a more drama to the point where you are going to get beast boy back. But because of the sacrifices that had to be made to save the day from this whole thing, she and him are not going to be able to be together. She can't allow herself. And that might be the case. And some people even brought up another thing you said of how they're going, how are the Titans going to get out of how are they? There's ways. I mean, the, the best way will be a hot mic. Where Amanda Waller's talking nonsense, it's not Mike going. I whatever. That's kind of a cop out. But how is Gar going to come back? Like they're going to have to do some things because even where Beast Boy comes back, if everybody knows for a fact that thing up there is Beast Boy, when Beast Boy comes back, he is a genocidal freak to everybody. There's there's a lot of things they're gonna have. There's some play to the well, Just imagine, and, you know, it's, it's Garfield Logan, and like you know, he's a he's a fun little guy, but doesn't always think before he talks about things. I just imagine they have a press conference, like, look, everybody, I know I did this. It was for the greater good, but I was attacked by someone that took away my mind and my ability to control myself. Well, who is that? Well, it was kind of like Raven, and like, ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like say the wrong thing. Actually, he'll want to say it was Raven's bad stuff, but it was Raven, and it's over. They cut the mics. And, oh, no. <laughs> He's like, what did I do? Uh, but, yeah, the, the thing is. You mean the raven that then allowed her demon father to try to take over the world after that? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when you have all this, that's the stuff I get excited about because 
this does feel like even though we started out and we said what it's all furry world like that doesn't seem like it's actually leading and may have some really cool repercussions and continue the story night terrors it didn't have it right the human animal hybrid has been the weakest part of this and just giving people like things to do on the side while the main story has been taking place Oof, and actually stop. doing something like that feels important overall. Yeah, it does. Uh, and that's why like a, a lot of people are down on it though. And I, I wonder why. I think it's one of the better events that we've had in a while. And again, like when I said night terrors, at the end of night terrors, like what is the real, real, oh my God, that insomnia, like who's saying that? Or I'm afraid of that thing. In this, there's so many things you can think of, and even things that I didn't think of that people would bring up. I'm like, oh, crap, what are they going to do about that? How can they do this? And, and I thought it was pretty good. And yeah, at the end, you see that it's the baddie self of Raven. She's shocked. The demon Raven. I thought it was a real cool, because it's a penultimate issue. We'll end the whole deal next week. Next week. And yeah. I thought that's cool because it's fresh and in your mind. Now, I forgot to mention at the beginning, maybe I have. Maybe as you're listening to this, I had a little thing before we even started, but we will be talking, obviously, about the issue next week, Beast World number six. It will be a Patreon-only show because next week is an annual Annual show. It's the fifth week of a month. Anytime that happens, we're on the Patreon-only thing. And if you want to hear us talk, please, you know, you can sign up for a free trial, even a seven-day free trial to listen to that. I need people to listen, though, Eric, because I think we're going to get Beast Boy back, and I think it's going to be because of that tentacle. I've been crowing about this for all this time, and then finally I'm going to be able to gloat, and it's on the the deal. I'm right there with you. I knew about the idea of the tentacle right from the get-go, but I just don't know how we get to that point where Cyborg opens up a boom tube to that part of the galaxy to bring a tentacle back that has regrown itself into a a Beast Boy that has its mind still. I think that, well, I think they're going to grow it back when it gets back to Earth in a way that then he can kind of, I don't know. I don't know the particulars there, the semantics, but I do think that we'll get that, and that'll at least make Raven, but I think that you brought up something that I didn't even think of, the idea where she now is going to be upset, Raven, I mean, because she let this happen, because she was, it's, it's so many things that you can think of, and I thought it was really, really good. Uh, what would Me you too. Give us? I think the art is great, it's, it's great, and the stakes have never been higher for the Titans in this you know new age of comics that we have right now, so I'm going to 8.5 out of 10. I'm a 9 out of 10, and uh, we haven't gone very high lately. We've been down on a lot of books, and I read this, and I was like, all right. I, And I'll tell you, my score isn't mainly on the Raven thing. I like that, and I think it could set up things. But that's just a cliffhanger. What I do like is the Amanda Waller and stuff well, that Dr. she has Sen- gained Dr. the Dr. power. Hate makes sense, too. It's not a Mark Shaw or a multiversal Deathstroke. Yeah, but that's the thing. When people were saying, oh, man, I wish it wasn't. Like, what did you want then? What? And there were some people that had some kind of cool suggestions, but the idea of having weird suggestions that would take a lot of explaining, like, this didn't. You're just there. And no, this was I set up whether you remember it or not. Yeah, and so just saying, oh, it's a multiversal Earth 282 Amanda Waller. Like, would that do anything for you? It wouldn't. No. I mean, why would it? And so, yeah, this was set up, and it's something that, isn't just contained here. This will go to the Titans book, and there's the drama, and with the solicit showing Trigon shows oh, up the there. I'm like, and we, right now, we need that Titans book, me and you at least, need it to start getting some oomph here. Some serious, serious oomph. Some big, fat fucking oomph. And if we're reading the book, <laughs> even if you're not reading Titans, that big, ugly oomph, <laughs> when you end up where you're there, and like, I think that this may get some people to want to read the Titans book, which hasn't been hitting great some people like it but we haven't but i'm a nine out of ten we're gonna move to the next book and that's so high on this one eric i, I don't no, know about you maybe yeah. I, if if i was high 
I might like it a little more. I don't think you'd be able to understand this high, let alone sober. Well, how can you imagine me? High? I've never been high in my life. I mean, I don't do that stuff. My body's a temple, but I, I mean, am. I am guaranteed that you just sitting in your house have gotten a contact high and didn't even know it. Maybe that's probably some of those times where, like last week, we end the podcast. I don't even know what I said to this day. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Detective Comics number one thousand eighty-one. I'm like that. I'd get real serious and be just like a normal guy. That would be the thing, right? Just Written by Ramsey, art by Ricardo Frederici and Stefano Raffaele. Lee Lowridge of the Tom and Apolitanos. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, my God. I can't believe I ate of the whole thing. You end up going into this detective. I think I'm high, Eric. You go into this detective <laughs> comics. We get out of the inner mezzo. Batman's Can we have hung, the inner mezzo back? Right? Yeah. Batman. I just like saying Batman's hung. You always end up correcting me, but I just Hanged. like to say that. No, I, I didn't mean that. Uh, but we go into this. So it's announced that in issue, I guess, 1089. That's when you'll have Ram V leaving. So you're expecting, okay, we've had all this bullshit for all this time. It's been so long. We keep begging. Please, let's see something forward progression. Let's go. We get into this and we're going to play games still. And I don't get it. I sit there and read this and I just every page of this is a slog. But then at the end, I'm like, why is it a slog? Because it didn't tell me shit. You are just playing games here when I want to see the, the repercussions of the thing. You do go in and out and you go back. to, But even when you go back to Gotham and see Renee Montoya. Which is, but, which is the best part, but it doesn't do anything. It's just the idea like people kind of remember things about the Batman, but they don't exactly remember things about the Batman. The question. <laughs> yeah. And, and so some people feel like there's something missing. And then yeah. other people feel like. They can't remember. And you use a point of view character, this old lady, where it almost plays off that people are getting Alzheimer's, but she's old, so it doesn't fit. And then things don't work out in time wise. And I'm telling you, when we get to that, I, well, I have even no the idea. idea where you talk about Detective Alan Nash's mother, because Alan Nash, if you remember, was the guy who was working for the Oregons who killed Detective Henry Fielding, who figured out that Bruce Wayne was Batman during this whole thing. It was actually the most interesting part of the story, as far as I'm concerned. And it freaking ended initially, like right as soon as it began, it felt like. But for some reason, the, the, the question Renee Montu is like, Oh, yeah, that Detective Alan Nash, he hasn't been seen in a while. I better go stake out his mom who doesn't know exactly what's going on. And the thing is, I don't think it has anything to do with the thalamus. I just, I just think she has dementia or Alzheimer's and has nothing to do at all. I have in my notes. Why is the one real point of view character of the thalamus engine's effects seem like it could be somebody who has Alzheimer's? Is he, and is even he that, trying to like, do that? Like a gray area? But I don't think that's what we need. It wouldn't matter either because it seems like she doesn't even remember her son half the time or whether or not her, her husband's still alive. So I'm like, this has nothing to do with the thalamus engine because all we did was kill the symbol of the Batman. And in there's, it hasn't been that long. Like, you know, Batman's off now. I don't think that long has passed. Uh, the way things go, and she's like, oh, I'll get that quiche for you. Oh, the quiche wasn't made. To the point where it's all rotting, and she's there not noticing things. I'm like, how long? And then she says, at one point, this lady was going to call the police to put a missing person's report of a cop. All she has to do yeah. is call and say, has she been to work? Like, it, it, There's things that don't make sense because he's trying to be fancy. She doesn't because the police know that he hasn't shown up because yeah, he works exactly. there. And in the roundabout deal... They probably would have come to her to ask where the fuck he is because he hasn't shown up at work yet. But maybe he, they did because we don't know she seems to have dementia. But it all ends up even, with that. It's not like, even what? that because the thing I, that is the best part of the story what we're describing right now because all the other stuff is some weird ass Doctor Hurt of the Mind while Batman wanders through the desert of the mind to try to overcome his asthma where he goes and meets up with the freaking um, 
Farhad I. Perithis. Yeah, Perithis, yeah. But like, yeah, from Detective Comics number 1064, yeah. Talia would tell Damien a bedtime story about where he wandered in the desert and was cursed by the gods to try to get through this desert. But every night he would have to fight a demon that came out from him. And like, eventually, he, like, another god came down and allowed him to escape this hell that he was in. But by the time he got back, the love of his life was already dead. So he damned the gods. And then Batman meets up with this guy in the mind. And I'm like, here we are with like Detective Comics 1081. With no, I don't think, think there's an editor's note to call back to this guy, but he's just there saying, yeah. I know what you've been going through, Batman. It's kind of weird, right? You got to keep going, though. Yeah, and so when when you go, and I always I always go back to that thing, and it kind of dawned on me again this week. And that's kind of funny is what Ram V always goes on Twitter and says he'll go a lot of. He's done this multiple times. I like to just tell a story that I like to tell. Doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to tie into each other. It's just me being me, and fuck you if you don't like it. I don't care about the readers. Why then does he keep going on and defending things? He obviously does care. He obviously does. He thinks, but he thinks that everything he writes is solid gold. People need something in each issue, at least something that makes sense. And by this point, please, we don't even know what the organ place was. We don't know what the thalamus engine really does. And in this, he uses what seems to be someone with dementia to kind of portray it, but not. Then you're in the desert calling out the things from the past. That's neat. If you remember that, like you end up and I looked it up doesn't make it better though it just is like oh he's doing that and then you go then you have you know dr hurt then you have the and everything is just this of the mind nonsense and the thing is i don't even know at times if it is of the mind because i think it has to be because the last time we saw dr hurt he was in gotham hanging out with flamingo and not at a specific place in the desert where talia just took bruce and in that i mean obviously with the frederici art and you have the things where there's you know barbados there is the asthma and they're kind of the life and you're playing this mystical desert deal but what i don't like is when (laughs) it's weird when you have Ram V present things like this, and we don't know a lot, we already mentioned some things that we're still waiting for answers. And then he throws this stuff in and doesn't quite answer even the stuff that's going on in the here and now. At one point, Talia's there and she's going to bargain to get a broken compass and some tea, puts the tea, and then Dr. Hurt says, Oh, she gave you tea that wasn't quite tea. I'm More like, then What tea. is it? What is it? You know, but, but it only says. makes it's things just... as real as you want them to be. Yeah, so he's hot. And I'm like, I call <laughs> like, that real right. life. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and when I heard that, I'm like, no, no. Let's just see what's really happening. Why don't you give us some things to really show us? I understand you're playing this nocturne, you know, you opera type deal, and you want to get real fancy. But at some point, you have to give us at least a foundation of story. And people are still going. When we mentioned the thalamus engine, oh, what is it? What is it really? Oh, you don't know? Well, it was in that annual yet. But no, that didn't explain it. That's where we had it. We had the old timey Gotham that didn't make much sense. And everything is piled up. And by this point, I just don't know what I'm reading. And by the end of it, I don't enjoy it. That's my main thing. When we get to I the agree. end, I don't enjoy it. It makes it me is a scratch my to head. read. It has Batman with fancy art in the background sitting in the dark desert just doing weird stuff of the mind that doesn't, as far as I'm concerned, progress the story because all we're caring about is you pretty much they're all just quatos. Open your mind. Yeah, that's Batman. what it is. Who who are you really? Who is the real you? And then Batman wanders the desert, comes across somebody else, like you've got to figure out who you really are. Open your mind. And I'm like, okay. Look at this scary tree that's formed of human corpses. Isn't that crazy and weird? Open it's your a, mind. It's crazy. Look at that. What? The compass is broken like you? Open your mind. Oh, it, it points south. Open your mind. 
I, I sat there it, reading it. It's just not true north, yeah. just like you right now, because you're broken. You have to Open fix yourself your and find mind. out who you are. <laughs> just come on. I, I can't say that I really understand every bit of it, but really what you're getting here, you're getting a story where, and get this, I don't know anybody's ever thought of this or wrote it. It's a story where does Batman need Gotham more than Gotham needs Batman? And how does that all work? And is Batman a broken man who might be better served to not do what he's doing? Like it's it's the most basic bitch story in my mind. And then he has to fancy it up because he doesn't want to be. So all of a sudden he's there at a fire there with Farhad Parithas, and you're talking about the the crazy demons and the tea and this thing, and it's all window dressing. And then of the nonsense. desert opens up to the city. And there's, you know, Dr. Hurt on a freaking throne with all these people that look like rejects from the court of that. It's like, welcome, my boy. to Welcome to the Gotham that Batman saved. And I'm like, so we're just going to have Gotham, like, just a vision of the Gotham that Batman saved that he would might want to see kind of thing. And it's still not progressing the story. It's just a walkabout of the mind that doesn't matter. And if you sit there and think it's not real, then you have to start thinking, what's Bruce going through? And the thing, remember. So he's like in there pissing himself. The beginning of the intermezzo. I like saying that. I like that play where it was Bruce trying to make sure he doesn't forget things. You had Barbados yeah, kind of fighting Asmero's back against over. the Asmero's And you still have over. that for one page and talk about it, but like you don't really see it. That's what I liked. And then we kind of got it. And even in this, here's the other play. He's of the mind, maybe drugged out, and he's in a desert, maybe. So you're, you're doing all that. It's all fancy stuff. And then you get to the point where this Dr. Hertz says, you, you didn't die, but you, you got close. So we'll go with that. Yeah. It's almost like a fudging shit to go. Like he didn't die. We know he didn't die, but you were close. So here you are. I don't get it. I don't know why if this isn't just of the mind, why Bruce would be thinking of Dr. Hurt. Why this would even, it's just that I think that. Is it just a simple connection to Barbados? But we also have Dr. Hurt in the real world knowing what's going on in Gotham because him and Flamingo are hanging out. Yeah. And there's, I don't know if you read the backup because we have skipped the backups in a bit. And that has Dr. Hurt, and it's like, What's that kind of goes against the Again, I, I said that the Rene Montoya thing is the best, because at least we're in Gotham, we're doing stuff. It doesn't really feel like it matters overall. It's just, hey, people are kind of forgotten about the Batman. It's crazy. But the backup, it's kind of solid. It doesn't do anything for the overall story. It's just, hey, Dr. Hurt's been going around fucking with people, and we're going to come together, and we're going to kill Dr. Hurt because he's a piece of shit. Funny thing is, it kind of goes against, maybe, but I don't know. But yeah, you have the damn waters backup with Dr. Hurt, but it's just it's what it is. But Rene Montoya... She's going, like you said, she's going around. She's looking for this case. The death of, of, of Fielding. Detective Fielding, yeah. And Fielding, you know, maybe a misplay because Fielding, to me, Fielding almost would have been in this story like a bibbo where he was so intimate. Maybe he wouldn't have forgotten. Maybe he could have been the guy to say, no, no, everybody, you're forgetting it. But you end up where he's dead. So that. That's out. Or then you get his murder and he killed himself. I Well no, he didn't even kill himself. It made it look like he killed himself by the Orgums who he was working for. Yeah, I still think he actually did kill himself because he just ended up his mind was scrambled by them doing shit. So uh, you know, and he has I just really wanted Fielding to be that confidant that Bruce would have in the G C P D right now, because right now he doesn't have anybody in that area since Gordon's gone. Yeah. It's just crazy. And again, you have this play here where, you know, she's, you know, Renee Montoya, I'm trying to figure out what to even do. She's looking for this Nash. She finds him. Oh, he killed himself. All right. Well, there right. we go. Yeah. On to the next question. Says uh, a blood. T- and even like everybody has that crazy narration, crazy talk. And, and this whole thing of like, 
you can't just say Renee Montoya went into this warehouse and found this body and looked at the note. It's like, you know, I find Alan Nash in his fishing supply unit, a bloodstained confession, a great clarity in front of him. I'm like, come on now. Everything is just there to just end up making you see like he wants people to think that Renee Montoya breaking the warehouse is somehow intelligent and fancy. It's just her breaking into the thing. Tell her, and with that, tell somehow, story. even though you have all this stuff going on with Batman, I still think Renee Montoya is the best part. Renee Montoya yeah, I really think doesn't so do too. anything except for come to, to the realization that we as readers already have. She still has done more in this series, it feels like, than Batman himself because all he's doing is doing a walkabout of the mind. He's still not doing anything in his own book. People didn't understand because I had talked to some people about, the, you know, you've said it for a long time now, the idea that Batman has never really done anything in this Detective Comics. People, when you hear that, you want to, like, fight back against it. You want to say, oh, no, no. But really think about what he did. Because a lot of times he was on Jim Gordon's couch. A lot of yep. times he was captured and he's going to get hung. Like, he doesn't do much. Everybody's doing I stuff think the, around the him. The issue that he did the most is when the organ place when blew, it blew up. up. I think that's right the, was the one issue. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he went down underneath and done fucked and up. This has been a long run so far, it feels like. Yeah, it's, it feels longer than it has. I think it's going to end up being about 30 issues. of a, But one story and one story that just didn't need that much i actually thought it's kind of a joke where in the, movie, place? in the movie kingpin but that you you know people some people like it some people don't but i like the idea where they're bowling and you have i guess randy quaid i think it was where he says i'm amish we do things once and then a half more to get it and i think that's ram v like everybody has like six issue arcs he has nine you end up having a story that should have only been like 20 and it's 30 it's uh, he extends things and everything he does. But if you like that, you're here for it. We don't really like it. I want a story. I don't want to sit there and scratch my head and not scratch my head of, oh, my God, let me look this. Oh, it is smarter than I thought. Oh, my God. No, I scratch my head of why the fuck am I reading this? Because it's not enjoyable page to page. It looks really not good. At all. A lot of this art. You say that even that like I feel like the Federici art is wasted here because it's just random nonsense. It doesn't matter overall. <laughs> it's funny because my big thing That's about the matter. Federici art is when he shows up. Usually it's all static pages with narration. It kind of is a lot of that. Even when they're talking, it really plays off as almost narration because it's well, of the even mind. Even the idea, like, you know, you have this, like, fanciful fantasy-esque kind of, like, you know, like, artist here. But, like, here's a background of sand. And it's like, here's Batman in the dark laying down. I think some of stuff like, looks pretty cool, but it's, like, stuff that you can't really explain. Also, Batman in these deserts, he keeps getting caught up in the desert. Holy crap. Well, yeah, but, then poor fucking horses. I'm like, he, he like traveled for 12 days on horse until the horse died. I'm like, God damn it, Batman. He didn't Leave learn when, when him and Catwoman went to fight Tell. He didn't learn that horses don't survive walking across the desert. Doesn't work here. And yeah, there you go. But it's weird. What would you give it there? <laughs> just, I, four out of 10. I, I think, think I'm the backup a, I'm a by Dan 5. Waters might be one of the best parts of it, though. It's just about a Dr. Hurt and people hating Dr. Hurt, and I can get behind that because personally, I hate Dr. Hurt as well. And besides that, Renee Montoya walking around figuring out stuff that we as readers already know, saying, man, it feels weird. I feel like I should be remembering something, but I don't. The stuff with Batman, just all of the mind nonsense is just overly written for no reason whatsoever. I like, did you think when she's like, listen, I haven't put the mask on in a while, you know, since I was in the I am Batman and put it on all the time. But uh, we or, won't you talk know, about even that. in the previous issues. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'll give you the thing where Ram V thinks he's being very fa- and he's using Dr. Hurt to be very fancy. Right. He's doing that. It's of the mind. And we're like, oh, man, God, but, I hate you, Dr. Hurt. but you actually go to the backup, as you said, with Dan Waters. It may not 
you know, great synergy because you're putting it as this mystical, crazy deal. And now all of a sudden it's just Dr. But that does play out better because it's a real story. Oh, my God, yeah. he screwed with all these people. Let's go take them down. You have like a, a Dr. Hurt revenge squad. You love the revenge squads. So it, yeah. it's kind of like. I don't necessarily think I'd like a Dr. Hurt revenge squad, but whatever. It's it's weird because Dan Waters has gone off the rails sometimes, too. But when you're the one where you're like, oh, at least we have Dan Waters to tell a congruent, not of the mind, crazy story. I'm like, yeah, Ram you it. really went over the top with this thing. And coming out of the intermezzo, I think we needed to really hit. To really get the lay of the land, and now we're off the mine, and I, I think it was a misplay. But we still have been, again, usually what we say here would be, oh, man, well, you only have this arc. Or we have a, He has whatever issues he has left. That's just this one story. It's always been, and I don't think it's been a story that afterwards, I think that if you go and think about it, reread it, you're going to realize it's a lot of smoke and mirrors through this whole thing. And it's kind of a shame. But it, Definitely it not enough Batman. It has a different feel. I'll tell you that. I said one guy ended up saying about The Flash, which we'll talk about in a little bit later. But it goes with this detective where people say to me, oh, you know what? This is a book. You've never seen anything like that. And I said to the one guy, well, you know what else I haven't seen? Batman go and take a shit in the street and eat it. But I don't want that. I didn't see it before. But please, sometimes things that you haven't seen, there's a reason. You got to tell a story. And this is not telling a story in any sort of succinct or timely manner. But we'll go to the next book in the last book of this section. Yeah, I said a 4.5. I was a little bit higher than you. Maybe I am higher than you, Eric. It's possible. But what are we talking about next? Green Arrow, number eight, written by Joshua Williamson, with art by Phil Hester, Eric Gabster, Romeo Fajardo Jr., and Troy Pateri. And in this issue, if you remember previously, we had the idea of the hunt for Roy Harper about to begin with Oliver Queen and Connor Hawk finally getting on the track. But before they could, Onomatopoeia breaks in and apparently shoots Oliver Queen to death, which leads Connor down the idea, like, I got to find Onomatopoeia and anybody he's working for to find out why my father is dead. And this is a weird thing because it's it's a weird situation with Onomatopoeia being here and kill, like supposedly killing Oliver Queen because it really feels almost like Onomatopoeia's first like uh, deal during Kevin Smith's run of Green Arrow where he comes in and shoots Connor Hawk in the head and then Oliver Queen has to take him to the hospital. It's a whole big deal about like taking out the guy that he thought almost killed his son and stuff like that. You have that along the same lines here, but it's mostly just Onomatopoeia then going back to Brick and saying like, you know, not saying anything because it's Onomatopoeia, but getting the idea that Everybody in this book who's a bad guy is working for Amanda Waller. And it's the weird part because what are you going to say about this? Because Connor Hawk is just trying to track down Onomatopoeia and who he's working with and who he's working for because Oliver Queen is dead. He's in the morgue. It's you know, broadcast everywhere and stuff like that. They're like, but it doesn't mean anything in the long run because you have Onomatopoeia go back to Brick and who – I'm sorry, Brick for some reason who wants to hang out on a boat even though he's – Made a brick and it's way too heavy to swim under some weight. And I'm like, why would you ever hang out here? Like, that's the stupidest place for brick to ever hang out. But ultimately, the idea is Connor Hawk is coming for their ass, and they think, oh, we got to get take care of this kid or get away beforehand because we don't need this kind of heat. But it doesn't matter because Anamanapia this whole time has been Oliver Queen in disguise, just saying bang and shit like that to try to pass. I'm like, I think I want it to be harder to be Anamanapia than people just you know trying to be Anamanapia. I'm like, 
I'm telling you, for some reason too, I always want it to be more than him just saying. Like, I actually want the sound effect to come out of him for how it works in my head. But it's just, you oh, know, you want him to be uh, Winslow from the Police Academy movie, Michael you Winslow. Yeah, exactly. I want, that. I want okay. him to do that shit for everything. For some reason, that's how I always want to. Actually, when he first showed up, that's how I actually expected him to go. Like when he shoots somebody in the head, I want to hear the gunshot come out of his mouth for some reason. Like this weird how I always want. Let it. me see. I'll try it. Bang. Does that work here? Does that, does you know what? No. You could be on a monopoly in disguise for all uh, I know. Well, at this I can point. now. Now, while we're doing this, I just want to point out the thing. You have this a lot. You have this a lot in comics where they're going to swerve you. Josh Williamson's going to swerve us. We think that Oliver's dead, right? The problem yep. is, though, the setup is really, you know, almost breaking the fourth wall of Connor saying, hey, everybody. It, and it feels weird. By the end, it feels like it's so forced in. He ends up at the beginning. Man, I, I'm gonna call Dinah, but I can't. I want to see her. But no, just have him call her. Have the have her be there. Have her something so that we could just see it. You know, looking in, saying, "Oh my God, he must be dead." Because he told him nobody thought he was really dead. He just came back. But even so, it's really a weird play of telling you straight up. Listen, everybody, he's dead. Here's why I'm not going to tell anybody and go forward with it. I'm like. It felt weird. It felt weird at the end where everything at the beginning really, like you said, doesn't matter because no, it's just because a fool it's all us. a ruse. And the worst part is if you take the twist out of this, like, you know, if you don't come to the twist that we have in this issue, it's a fun issue where Connor is hunting down the man that killed his father and trying to figure out what's going on now that they're finally reunited after all that. It is a cool story putting Connor Hawk in the front and center of a Green Arrow book for the first time in a long time. And it feels really cool, especially when you get Brick involved, who's an underutilized uh, Green Arrow villain as far as I'm concerned. But just like, when when uh Albert Queen pulls off the mask and it's been him as onomatopoeia this whole like all along and he, they actually took him out when they tried to kill him before and now they're just like everything falls apart because when you get to this point you have to wonder how did they know where Brick was because onomatopoeia didn't fucking tell him because the boy don't talk so they, then finding Brick out doesn't make any goddamn sense and, unless you go with the idea where they just pulled a freaking matchbook out of his thing or said Pier Seventeen or, or whatever they it is, say like, that they were knocking heads where I also and it doesn't make sense to me but. Also, in that, you, Brick says, hey, I'm about to pee because he comes and shows him the pictures. Look, hey, because he can't talk. Oliver's dead. And then you get Brick's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I have people in the hospital. They tell me this. Now, we don't know who that is, but is that where you end up? They finagled that because they're, what? who's at the hospital? They say there's the dead body. Doctors were there at the hospital working, and he even got word from people that we don't know who they are. Do we know that Connor and Oliver know them, and they were able to finagle them to send? It doesn't make sense. So when you have this, why do you start with, oh, my God, Anamata? And we see what is supposedly happened. Hey, look, Anamata came in and shut. Just start at the hospital where you end up having Connor like, oh, my God, my dad's dead, and we can work from there. Don't have Connor tell us then. When the reveal happens, he goes, hey, everybody, let's see what really happened. And it makes it even that much heavy handed, though. I like the issue. I like the issue. It just the way you bookend I, I this with like that, I twist. can like. Yeah, it's it's kind of silly. It's not clever. Like, let's just say they take out Onomatopoeia and they just go into his freaking pockets. They pull out a match book that has, like, you know, the Pier 17 on it where Brick is. And they just fall out. I want to see the Green Arrows doing Green Arrow shit. Pretty much what we're getting, though, is, like, here, here's Connor Hawk. What I heard is going on where he's knocking some head and now he's here. But, like, I don't know. The ruse aspect of it doesn't do anything for me because it just feels like it's almost harkening back to Onomatopoeia's first appearance where he shot Connor Hawk in the head. And you have that. And we talked about Renee Montoya earlier. What you're doing 
you want to get to the end. He wants to get to the end, the big reveal of what's happening with Roy. But even before that, the big play is he's forcing things to happen just so Brick can yell, oh, man, this Amanda Waller, I don't know, she's dealing with you, to then go, aha, I knew you were, but they knew that. I mean, the idea that Onomatopoeia is working for Amanda Waller might mean a little less to Oliver than the idea that Merlin was given time-traveling bullshit to go and fuck with them in the multiverse. I mean, that, you're already going against Amanda Waller. The big play at the end is we're looking for Roy. That's cool, but I don't think that Joshua Williamson spent enough time or could figure out how to get to that point without forcing this shit so bad. But by the end, I'm excited because it looks awesome. And I love I love the art in this. I think it's cool. But you're playing this twisty, turny, roundabout. Oh, the Phil Hester art being back in this it's is great. just great, and too. It because looks so also, classic, It goes right? back to Onomatopoeia's first story arc as well. Yeah, so it's great. So he's trying to give that Onomatopoeia feel that you think that doesn't really you know, float your boat. But the idea. It doesn't say it. It's just I think about it differently. You know what I mean? Reason. But having Connor say to us directly, pretty much, he's dead. We did. Like, why are you trying to fool us? We, we want to be in here. You could have done it in a more clever way to try to get this. But by the end, you get the information. I like seeing Brick. I don't know why he's on a boat. And then he says, I'm on a boat and I sink like a damn brick. Like, you should have thought that earlier, jerk. Seriously. Uh, but then again, like I said, the big play. Oh, Amanda Waller. Yeah, we know this. And, and Which goes back to the dawn it. of DC Primer for the idea that Amanda Waller has made anybody who kills a superhero pretty yeah. much get a pardon for anything they ever done. And this is pretty much a content, exact continuation from a story that came out like, what, a year or two ago. So yeah, it's such a weird thing back. that we have this as well. So it's just the idea like, hey, Brick and Anamonopia, they're going to try to kill a Green Arrow because that Amanda Waller said it's cool. Yeah. And so by the end, I really like the idea, oh, my God, now they have to try to find out why Roy's doing it. You figure that Roy's working well, undercover that's the thing. and things, but we don't you know. know. And That's the big reveal, too, where he goes to talk about an idea of working for Amanda Waller. Well, Amanda Waller, we believe, has Roy, like, you know, Arsenal. Where the hell is my boy at? What do you mean? She doesn't have him. He's working for, and it looks like Roy Harper, Arsenal, is now part of... You know, a pseudo suicide squad. I keep saying the idea of a dream team suicide squad because we know the dreamers on that coming up. I don't know personally if Roy Harper is, but I assume like what we see here that he would be a part of it. Yeah, and all of that here. The only way I can explain this with this issue is the idea that you take a math test. You're you're in school. You take a math test, and what is the? Oh God, I didn't study. Well, the problem is there, and the answer is ten. Right. You get the answer, but you have to show, and your workmate makes no goddamn sense. Like, it makes no sense, but you still, so what happens then? Did you fail? Because you still got the answer at the end, but you didn't get it in any sort of way that makes sense or works. I'll tell you this. I never like showing my work. I failed a lot. Yeah. And so when you get to it, I'm like, I love the answer here. I love the idea that Roy, this sets up something different because I was afraid after having the search for Oliver Queen. Oh, now we're searching for Roy, and we're going to go back to that bullshit. I would have went right to Merlin and time travel shit. But, That's, but, but what happened with that then? Because Arsenal and you know Cheshire were knocked out. I guess Arsenal woke up and said, "I'm going to work for Amanda Waller for whatever reason." Did Cheshire just walk back out, get a Scarra winner, and become a Cheshire cat for the freaking Star City tie-in? Well, that's why the Star tour? City tie-in. I hate that that happened because I would love to say. That she is now held captive, and if he doesn't do this, that she'll Honestly, do something about it. I'm just going to keep to see him like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith working together as like secret agents to a degree. I assume, and I'm sure everybody else assumes, he's doing this to just not die right now and kind of go. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Or maybe Amanda Waller gave him the spiel of a lifetime. He realized this is the best thing for all mankind time. I can't tell you that she doesn't have ways to scramble his mind. And I mean, you could have crazy things. He could be like a Ronin character here. 
where he is just gone bad and doesn't even Raphael. realize. And, uh, but you end up, you know, some cool things. I like the look at the end. I like the art. And we get to a place where I'm like, that's pretty cool. But I just, you spend half the issue just lying to us to get to a twist to then have questions brought up of, how did we really get here? Like, you just show up on a boat. Everything's fun. Everything looks great, but it, it just didn't jive with me. But I'm ready to go forward because that looks me cool. Too. I would think at this point, after the six-issue convoluted way to bring back Oliver, that we would have been hitting ground running. It seems like you're kind of, you know, maybe stalled out and you're kind of getting forward now, but I'm looking forward to it. What would you give it? I would give it a 6.8 out of 10, and I would go up to 7, but the problem is with the whole idea of the, what we see with Connor Hawk over his dead father's body in the morgue, stuff like that, talking about what he should have done, how he should do this, like the whole idea of this lying to us, you to himself, or whatever, bit of it just really just takes it down past that 7 mark, which I, because I like the issue, it's just a weird way to tell the story, because you need to have that twist for that wow moment, for whatever reason. It's so weird, because now you ruined me. You ruined me, Eric, because I was going to actually give it a 7. And say, yeah, I could probably go higher than that, but, but that's the same thing that bothers me, and it's a big thing. I mean, you are just duping people to get, I don't know what feels you're going to get when we know that he just came back. It's just very odd. It's, it's odd overall. So I'm going to go, I'll say a, a 6.9. He's lying to us. 69! 6.9. I'm going to go. I can't give it a 7, but I, it's weird. Like I said, it's like a tug of war. I really like what we end with. I love the art. There's Me some too. fun there, but you really just lie to us to get a twist, and I, I don't like that. That doesn't sit well with me. I don't know about you. Well, you said it didn't, so I do know about you, but you know me. You do. You know me, but that is it for the first section of books. Yeah, I, I Detective Comics bothered. I, it's, a, it's supposed to be a huge book, and yet you, there's nothing to say about it. I don't know. Maybe things will get better next section. Oh, Eric, you say right? there's nothing to say about Detective Comics. It's still more to talk about in my mind than a Power Girl. Well, I'm saying we're going to really push it forward next section. We have Power Girl and Flash, so we'll be back with that. The 15 minute section, boys and girls, it's got to be. Yeah, this might be the quickest podcast we've had. I say that. I'm trying to jinx this, Eric, but we'll be back right after a little break to talk about those books. You know I never, I never thought you wrote that good. No one subscribed like they should. And I don't like it And I don't think you hate me too The way that I hate you I gotta tell you Oh yes I do You know I never I never ever have to wait For you to write something I hate That's all that you do For me. 
He is too wordy, Eric. We're going to have right. that uh, coming up. That was your suggestion. I hope people yeah. enjoyed that. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's a bit wordy. And, and really, what we could do is let's rewind a little. Just change Sice Spurrier to Ram V and it works. Agreed. I mean, we can have that for each section. But yeah, we're here to talk two books, as we said. Not the greatest, but we'll kick right into that. It's funny that we talk a lot before the books in the first section. By this point, we're beaten down. Let's just get to these books. But Flash, oh my, Flash number five, written by Cy Spurrier, art by Mike Diodato Jr., Trish Mulville, and Hassan Aslami Al-Hawlau. Uh, what what can you say about this, Eric? It is a bit too wordy. And uh, well, the thing is, it's a Jay West centric episode of this issue, and it's it's such a weird idea because it's no Jay West you've ever known. This Jay West, as young as he is, he is a deep thinker, and he is going through some weird size spurrier shit with this idea. Because you know, at one point we had the uh, like the uh, Irie and Jay being twins. They both had super speed. They didn't have powers for one point. You know, and now we get back to the idea that you know Jay has super strength. Which okay, we're back to that. That's cool. But now, Sizemore says, "You know what? He does. He just doesn't have the super strength. What he taps with the speed force, he's got weird shit." And let me let's see here. As um, Inspector Pilgrim, uh, the science detective, tells Jay while he's sitting in school, "You have kinetic hyperstimulation of organic molecules, animated humunculi, quantum wormholes to speedsters. It's incredible. And who knows what else you haven't even tried yet?" So Jay West, on top of having super speed, now I mean super strength in this issue. He gets upset, and people pieces of his body break off into little animated people, to little animated humunculi, as they call this, that also has quantum wormholes that takes him to not only his father, mostly his father, because, you know, that's who he's more, like, tied to in the idea of who uses the speed force most. But he can go to anybody that's tapping to the uh, speed force by these quantum wormholes. But mostly, I just think about the animated humunculi that we had just running around. And that was the little guy that was in the boiler room when he had his shirt off. Uh, but yet he seems to be kind of confused about it. Now, we we have a lot of questions that haven't been answered. Uh, here's the thing. The weird thing. Detective Comics, we said, listen, hey, we don't know what the organ place is. We don't know nope. really what the Thalys engine does. Is it me or in the flesh? You don't even know what questions to ask. I don't know what to ask except what the hell's going on. But one thing is answered in this, and I really did appreciate it. If you ever thought, was Jay West a psychopathic, maybe mass, yes, yes, he feels in this like he is a psychopath with some of the things he ends up saying. But like you said, he is talking deep thoughts with Jay West. We should actually have little clips of these and have like skits, deep thought, because some of the things in the way he says it in here is not. I know that you're trying to age him up a bit. But you didn't age him up to a Harvard grad who's now out and about it with his doctorate. And that's how it feels. With a philosophy it's, degree. It's, it's not fun. Yeah, I mean, he works as much as somebody with a philosophy degree, right? He doesn't have a job there. That's a little dig there. But when you're going through it, like, I laughed. And my way to laugh through this, because if you don't laugh, Eric, you're going to cry. That's just my advice in life. So I end up and all I hear, and I don't hear voices, as I said, when I'm, but if I think, I hear you. Because when I read something, I go, classic Jay West. That's what oh my you God. always say. And it's like every step of the way here. And and so. Classic everybody in the series. And so, again, when I said that there's some things where, okay, we don't quite understand Ramsey's story because he didn't explain. But I at least can get a little concept. In this, you are just throwing just shit on shit that doesn't make sense. And instead of explaining things. 
you're just throwing words that mean nothing. And finally, at one point, you have Wally in this. And I think that it's a dig on readers. I think that Cy Spurrier is digging on me and you and everybody else saying where Wally's like, I only understand half of this. And then Mr. Trivet goes, oh, you don't have to understand it. Just observe it. Like, he, Spurrier is saying to us, you guys are too dumb. Just come along for the ride. But th- it's not that well, the thing of is, let, Let's just think about the idea of all these questions be setting up sideways realities, all these realities that Wally can now, like, access to a degree because he's having problems accessing the one he needs where Max Mercury is trapped in some kind of zombie land sideways reality that we have going on. That's outside of the multiverse because there's just different vibrations in the same plane of field that our Earth is in. This is something he's doing now, Wally West. But we also have Gorilla Grodd being the uh, the prophet of, like, you know, what is it, the Miyungu or whatever it is? He is the Miyungu for, like, whatever this restless god is from this other, like, you know, sideways reality that's, in, like, a present right now and always has been, apparently. But all these questions that we have, and who thought that Seisberger thought, you know what, they need an answer to how Gorilla Grodd and his Gorilla minions were able to come up with the calculations to open up these wormholes. And I'm like, no, I don't think that's something that we needed, because apparently, in order to get the calculations that Gorilla Grodd needed to find his restless god, they cloned an ultra-humanite brain that has eyeballs in it to crunch the calculations so they could change reality. I'm like, I don't think we needed a cloned ultra-humanite brain with eyeballs to do all that for us and tell me that that's how we needed to do it. I don't think I needed that. And you know what? That's right after Wally says, I don't understand this. And I thought, thank God, they're going to dumb it down for Wally and, I, and me. Nope, they did not. And they're like, oh, luckily observation counts higher than comprehension. No, no, it doesn't. And then says, hey, uh, squeezing realities together. And I don't mean multiversal alternatives. The stuff's banal. And that's the days of cosmological mm-hmm. dementia. What? And then you throw in this whole brain. I'm like, I, I don't get it. I don't get what you're trying to do here. And then in the meantime, they do say to Grodd, why are you doing this, Grodd? And he doesn't answer. And then a page later, Jay says, why are you doing this, Grodd? And Grodd goes, oh, my God, somebody finally asked me that. I'm like, no, bullshit. They asked you a page before, They, prick. they always ask why, Grodd, but never how, Grodd. And now, <laughs> thank God, this little boy finally talked to me so I don't have to rip his heart out in front of his father because people care about old Gorilla Grodd. Yeah, I understand he's trying to go with the idea of why are you doing this here in particular, but Jay's asking why do you do it in general? <laughs> like, bullshit, they asked you why, Grad suck. And even then you're like, Grad, like, what are you doing with Grad? Like, nothing feels right here. Nothing feels good. And I had people say, even in the Slack, say, uh, oh, well, they're making Jay talk that way because it fits the cosmic. No, you can't fit a character that's a kid who usually is like, you know, Dear Adventure Journal. Exactly. I think I read a poopy head. Like, that's what we usually get. And then in here, we're getting the craziest shit out of his mouth that makes no sense for anybody to ever say. And it just feels wrong. And what is the big general thing of how I go with it? Strip away all that nonsense. It still ends up feeling like you're going at this in a darker way. I know it might fit the story, but the things that Jay's going through right now in this wacky way would have been done so much better if somebody like a like a jeremy adams was taking care of oh my god jay's upset that he's not this or that and actually have feels about it the way that it's going i can't recognize the character of jay he doesn't even feel like it's a human the way he's talking so there's no feels at all to me it's a blank slate that i just i'm like trying to catch up with what he's saying but not really hitting because he is going through a bit of a personal crisis here of he's upset he doesn't want to be a speedster he thinks that he's, you know, not good enough for the family and his dad in particular. 
And that's big stuff. But I think by the end, you don't even really let that hit because you're trying to be fancy about it. And I even at one point where Jay says to his dad, I'm not comfortable in my own skin. What 12, 13 year old says that it does not. No, no. It doesn't Even hit. when he's talking to Inspector Pilgrim here, you know, the science detective that knows everything that's to come because of time travel nonsense, stuff like that. But he's like, he's talking about like, you know, his powers, this wormhole that he can, he's a conduit to all these other speedsters that can like go and like go like teleport to him essentially. It's like, it's not that easy, but it is pinballing between conduits like a moth with a dozen moons. Irie dosing on banned books in the school library during a bathroom break smarter than me, quicker, bolder better <laughs> uncle barry energy flickering like a broken torch and i'm like are you, are you mean like an actual torch or a flashlight because I, I don't know this is jay west little american boy but whatever well, and he and size Spurrier is british and he said he kind of has weird things and that's one of them i think yeah wade i don't begrudge him needing mom's attention i just wonder how can there possibly be enough love to go around? There are dozens, so many more lights than I ever knew. Each link, a grapple point I'd only have to reach out for. And all of them focused, intensified, tangled through him. Like, you know, and then it's his father. Perfect guy, perfect hero, perfect dad. I'm like, Jay West, you need to shut the fuck up because I don't know who you are right now and you bother me. I mean, his adventure journal is now turned into goth guy, dark poetry, <laughs> bullshit journal. Later, it's not just that. Later, he ends up where... Again, he's been told, oh, and he thinks that when he gets upset and is going and, you know, he's not teleporting, but they're never going to really explain exactly what it, he ends up with his dad. And he's like, oh, I get there and that's real embarrassing. OK, but then later he says it and he says, I feel it even broken into what was it animated homunculi? I feel it. And then right back to that, but a storm rising from the silence of forever. Dad, oh, he never lost his temper at home. He's too perfect to tick off. I'm like, what kid would ever say a storm rising from the silence of forever? If he did, he deserves a little bit. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. Plus, I love the idea with dad never lost his temper at home. I feel like that's that coffee commercial. He, Wally never asked for a second cup of coffee at home. <laughs> but this is more like it makes it feel like by the end of this, too. First off, I said at one point, Jay is sitting there like, they laugh at me because I can't do that that problem. If they knew I could rip their fucking soul apart, I'd kill them all. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, step back, Jay. And then later you're left with the idea, like, does he like his dad? Because he's like really digging in at points, but then he thinks he's a, a mistake. But we never got that. I don't know why you think of it. It's out of nowhere to serve the purpose of the story as well as the, this dialogue is fucking atrocious. Well, even, it should even not the weird be in part. here. Of this whole thing, because on top of everything else, like I said, we have Max Mercury who's stuck in a weird sideways reality, and Bart's pissed about it. He wants Wally to go and find him. And he, like, you know, Wally's like, I can't do that right now. I've tried. I can't get access to it. It's like, well, I'm going to go to the Speedster Sanctuary. You said the girl who runs it, you know, the Gold Beetle, she knows me from the future. If you can't do right by your comrades, maybe she can. The idea that Bart Allen would call everybody comrades feels so weird to me. I don't know why. <laughs> like, just him saying comrades, I'm like, what? Fuck you! And then he speeds off. I'm like, oh, we could have got Impulse doing cool stuff, but he's, you know, he's Impulse. He ran off to do stuff outside of this book. Some of these things, like I said, if it's done with more care and not in this over-the-top, like, really forced way that kind of skews out, it could have been really cool. I would have loved to have seen Jay and Bart actually team up and try to do something, but Again, well, like I said, when you end up where it's just imagine, like Jay would do something with his speed force power, a little humongous come out, but Bart would not be better, like good at this whole thing of comforting him, like, oh, that's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, but that'd weird. be cool. Because, like, I oh mean, my god, that's crazy. No, he'd say that's weird when he read that goth journal. 
Uh, so again, where I go with this is still, and I don't want to keep up bringing Jeremy Adams, but that's who was doing things before and really ended up bringing back Jay and Irie and really nice. There's a different way every writer does it, but one writer would look at this as a way to show how great Jay is and how cool it, and you know, and, and watch him struggle, especially because of the age and things like that. But instead, this is being used as this weird play of him just being depressed. He doesn't have anybody to talk to. My dad's always busy. And it's just everything's run through that misery filter again that I'm kind of sick of. But what do you get here? I mean, what is Grodd doing? And then when you bring in things that make it more confusing, and then even explanations from, you know, Pilgrim, where he's trying to explain to Jay what his powers are, and it makes no sense. You're just stringing words together like he always does. And you're left, he says, you do it different. You use it a different. You reshape it. You rep- I'm talking about the speed force. You repurpose it all on instinct. Kinetic hyperstimulation of organic m- molecules, animated homunculi, quantum wormholes to other speedsters. All you have to say is when you get upset, you go to the sub. Everything ends up where, why are you trying to make it harder Science to see your play? Again, I think it's because there's really not that much going on, but there's two. It's like the weird play. You're, you're just heaping all this stuff on top of what people just want a story. And when you get to it, the biggest problem, I think, of this book at this moment, especially with this issue, is who are these characters? You're telling a story that you want us to get invested in. Obviously, we're going to bring our, you know, knowledge, even baggage of these characters in here. You can change things up. That's fine. But you have to make the characters true to themselves, at least how they talk so that we can believe it. This just doesn't feel like they're the character. And that's what throws me off. We have this rift in reality right now, the beacon, as the stillness call it. And they show up because they can't allow them, like the our heroes, to shut it down because for some reason – Fool, we are the monitors of the deep change. And for some reason, deep change, whatever that may be, is in brackets as well. There is no allow. And like, the child is a shaper. How unexpected. How disgusting. And then he blows Jay. They blow Jay apart, it looks like right now. He looks like he reforms himself because humunculi. But while he loses his goddamn mind with this whole vision that he just has, uses his new speed for his power, however that may work, to create this a storm rising from the silence of forever, as you know you would call it. And he just causes this giant, I don't know, lightning heat wave thing that kills everything around it, it looks like, to the point like, oh my god, you just killed the stillness and all this other stuff, yelling die while there's tentacles coming out of freaking, you know, HP Lovecraft fucking awfulness places. I'm just, I don't know what the hell this is. What the hell while is he even that? his goddamn mind again, he saw Jay exploding the homunculi to put itself back together again. But I'm like, I don't recognize any of you characters. And for some reason, it looks like, the stillness, you know, who are monitors of the whatever the bracket deep change is. But like when we have this freaking crater that Wally left behind in his rage, you still have a weird tentacle coming out of the ground. And I don't know what that is. That's different than the actual beacon rift that we had floating in the sky that looks like a butterfly. Duh. Fuck. I actually figured that out. It, it, what it is, is it's sexy. Yeah, it's sexy. It's hentai. Last issue, we had the idea of Irie is the most powerful you know, speedster ever. And you you like that a little more than me. I said, yeah, whatever. But even in this, like, you are even going with... Jay. Now, Jay could just jump through and even not even just, hey, he's going to jump to Wally. Then he's, he also can go through time. He's saying, I'm like, what are you doing here? Also, I really am worried. I hope that Irie doesn't overdose on those banned books. You know, you never <laughs> want that to happen. When, when a kid says, Irie dosing on banned books, I'm fuck are you talking about this i i wonder i don't know for a fact but 
I doubt that Seisper has kids. It doesn't seem like he's ever been around a kid. He And I get it. Here's what he's trying to do. He's trying to make Jay smarter, you know, than the average bear here. But it's too much. You still have to. He could be smart and still talk like a kid like he does. And that would be kind of cool. But you're just like, Wally doesn't understand a shit thing that's happening in this book, even when he's being told by a uh, thing. But there's. Jay is hearing this nonsense. Somehow it makes where you know it works for him, but it just doesn't make sense. And then even well, where he's you can also go, holding a little animated homunculi of himself as he's hearing all this and talking about yeah. it. Was that did that thing tell him to take his shirt off in that boiler room? I don't know. You end up here know. too, where it's there between the lines a bit, but the whole play where and Wally is upset. I do like the line when Jay says, "Listen." I get this like static electricity charge anytime that you're in trouble. We have this connection. It's kind of weird that I, I do that. And he says, now it's all the time. That's really good. And also there's something really wrong with Uncle Barry that nobody's addressing. Yeah, and he sees that. But even then, he's like, Jay's talking to him about this. And then in the art, I mean, it feels like what Wally does here is say, oh, oh, yeah, what? You, you don't like your, I love you, kid. And he's like. He's getting a migraine because he's like, I can't deal with this fucking ass. Like, it feels weird. Everybody feels like they don't like each other and that they're well, not thankfully, really. It's so odd. At least after he blows up and kills all these stillness, maybe, he does peace out by disintegrating in front of Jay's eyes so he doesn't have to deal with that shit no more. My eyes. And you had uh, Pilgrim actually at one point say, hey, I can't tell you Inspector why, but I know your Krill, daddy, your daddy loves you. He loves you. I can't tell why. And then, after all that air, he he looks like Batman in a lab coat with a freaking salad bowl on That's his head. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was the maker with the Batman. And and obviously, we haven't talked about it in a while, so there hasn't been any reason to, but this is the guy in the background that's talking to Mr. Terrific about what's going on, and Mr. Terrific's keeping a secret from everybody. Yeah, so you have that going on, right? So we're not really down with it. It's very confusing. I can't even get any sort of angle for me to enjoy it except for a train wreck. But then... Somehow, out of nowhere, you throw in the idea that the people working at the lab with Wally seem to have an eyes wide shut situation at their house. I don't even know what's going on. They all live together and only need one bedroom? Yeah, they 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 must all be sleeping and banging. I don't know why you bring that up. <laughs> Wally's even concerned about like, why would you bring that up? I think Wally's like, what the fuck? is When he says, I don't understand half of it, he means that. He's like, why are you telling me this? Where was that from? The idea, oh, your homes. Oh, no, it's singular. We, sh- Oh, you guys share a home. Man, it must be crazy with the – it goes too long to re- – oh, what do you mean? We only have one bedroom. I'm like, okay. Well, I want him to keep going. What do you have, like bunk beds? Or, oh, no, we don't have bunk beds. Oh, what, what do you have, a giant size? What? No, we don't have that. I, said, I don't know why that comes up. I'm like, oh, my goodness. They're like, you ever see human centipede? He's like, I'm out of here. I'm out. <laughs> He's gone. He's like, I got enough tentacle porn in this, this fucking thing that I'm going through. It was just weird. And then the other stuff where you see Grodd, okay, we'll get answers. Oh, no, we won't. We'll get nope. weird shit to not well, explain. It's a human eye clone brain with that's eyeballs. That's so weird. And, and yeah, and really, no, we better get, weird we better too, get a hold of Ultra Humanite and freaking Monkey Prince. They'd come over and they'd be pretty pissed about this, right? A clone brain? Let's get this going. You have this whole science area parked like off here. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just trying to like not lose my train of thought here because you have all this like part that Mr. Terrific and the rest of the people that work for him in Wally's division are working on with this rift that looks like a butterfly just hanging out there. And when the students show up, there, a lot of people are just thrown back. You know, it looks like they killed Jay and then Wally loses his shit. Does Wally 
kill everybody else along with what he thinks is the stillness at this point? Because where did everybody go? There's one person that seems to be sitting there who doesn't look exactly like Mr. Terrific should look. I know. I guess maybe he has a fair play there. So I guess that is Mr. Terrific. But where did all those other scientists go? Are they dead? The art, a lot of people are talking about Diodato's art. And it's it's another one of those books that, yeah, some of the things, the paneling got a little less freak. If it, it's still, I don't know if it fits a flash book. And something like that, I really had to zoom in to see if that was Mr. Terrific. I think they all got horned up. They ran home to their house. If they're sharing a bedroom. They're all just going to human centipede. The one guy's like, why did you eat tacos? It's a bad situation. Right? And that's what's going on. I don't know. It looks like he killed them. We'll find out that they were homunculi. Or they'll be be like, oh, my God, I killed those scientisticians. And they'll be like, oh, no, no, they were just vibrations amongst the multiversal jigsaw puzzle that is life. And that'll that'll mean something. There, there is at the end, for some reason, even though they weren't in the blast radius. Oh, they, they're like, there. In the previous, they're there with Mr. Terrific, even though they weren't there in the previous panel. Mm, yeah, that is weird. I see him now. But in, in the meantime, I need somebody to keep coming out here and saying, OK, when are those people in those bubbles? When are they coming back around? When is their orbit coming back? I can say that I screwed up there with the idea where they went because obviously they show up by the last panel, but I swear that Mr. Terrific is going back and forth between his Mr. Terrific fair play jacket and a brown suit. In each and different panel, it looks different to me for what he should be wearing. I don't think that the art is the problem here mainly, uh, but it's not helping at points. Yeah, I see him in the brown suit there. Really smart brown suit, too. I like it. I like, like when his look When they get flown back, it looks like him in a brown yeah, suit. He's, brown he's in his suit. fair play jacket. By the end, he's in his brown suit again. Yeah. Is it just nanites like Steel has? The one guy's flying in the air. The one lady looks like her back's broken, like it being like some horror movie. She'd start walking on like all fours like a spider. And the other guy's like, I don't know. He looks like Wolverine. I'm just going to see some things that float my boat now because I don't know what's going on in this. And really, at the end, it's like he's, I don't, how can I explain this? Spurrier is trying to do work with the kids, but it's not, it doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel like it's, and it feels like, you're doing too much overall that it can't possibly end up going forward from there. It just fits his story of the cosmic car, but none of that will fit in anything else. I mean, if we ended up having, and remember when we wanted Jeremy Adams maybe to have a separate, you know, we have Jay Garrick in the boom, but a separate uh, Flash family book. Just imagine yeah. reading that. and It's like, hey, let's go fishing. <laughs> They're doing like wacky kid stuff. And then in this, he's like, a silence war of the mind of this and that. I'm like, I don't know what this and is And honestly, I doing. think you need something like that because somebody's going to go so off the rails with their characterization and dialogue and narration based on how they think these characters talk because they want to be poetic and fancy. I think you do need a book that is on the opposite end of the spectrum to try to even things out because if you're left with just this, you're left with nothing as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah, and we, we talk about Ram V a lot. We talk about Cyspuria right now, not a book that we're reading. But he's doing the Hellblazer, right? And when you read this, you're like, I can see this working in the Hellblazer because it, that. But Ram V and so they can't understand the idea of you know changing up when you do a character that might not do well with that style and Flash Wally especially doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. And nobody most in the are, Flash family would talk like this. Nobody. When you have all this going down, I just I don't know. I was thinking Hot Pursuit, my Eric, but you end up. People are still the people are still reading it. What they say to me because nobody can explain what's really happening. We're five issues. We're almost a whole trade, and we don't know what's going on. That's bullshit. But what they say now is, well, I have to stick around because I don't know what's going on. I want to see if it makes sense. So that's a weird way to get people to keep reading. 
really weird way and by the end i just i don't like it we'll keep talking we'll try if it gets to a point where it's just so annoying i don't know i have fun reading it and thinking eric's saying classic jay classic (laughs) it's so not but uh what would you give this 4.5 out of 10 yeah eric i'm gonna call sammy and fuck you five for me Look, I, I don't necessarily like how the book's presented, but you're at least learning new things about the powers of Jay West, whether they stick around or not. Do they make sense, and will I, they be anything that can explain weird. it? That's what I'm he's saying. A, he's a cosmic horror right now. Unacceptable! <laughs> cosmic horror. That disaster. The rumors around town, and I mean our town, are that this will end at issue 12. This was kind of a little bit in between story, and then we'll get to somebody else. and uh. Hopefully it's not, I say this, hopefully it's not Philip Kenny Johnson. I don't mean any dissing on Philip Kenny Johnson, but he really makes sure that he uses everything from the run before. And I, I worry about him. I worry about his head blowing up as he's trying to make sense of it. So that's the only reason, though. You put a pit in this and you move on and never bring it up again. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's that's what I think will, will happen. And this is one of those back in the day, I think they'd be like, yeah, we're going to call this one a black label book. We're going to call <laughs> this Elseworlds because it doesn't make any damn sense. And, but besides for that, though, I think that his the, the new Flash logo we have on the cover and stuff like that, I think it looks badass. I hope that sticks around and stuff like that. But like, this is my favorite part about Cy Spurrier's run is the title of the cover. I was going to say, Eric loves that title. It is badass. And the covers have been pretty cool. They look cool. There's some colors there. you got some hentai. Don't judge a book by its cover, though, Jim. Notice here on that cover something missing. There is no more Dawn of DC branding on the covers, which is kind of crazy. But we're going to go into the last book of, Desk of, DC. of the podcast. And uh, do you like this cover, Eric? Do you like, like the yeah, cover of this it's one? It's not a cover. Yeah, it's okay. It's you, fine. you like that one? It, it's not. I love the idea that Clark, the guy who was the PR guy from DC, who, you know, took our review copies away. Thanks. A little shout out. He loves covers with, with dialogue. And he put this up. I'm like, no. There's no. there's no dialogue. There's no dialogue on this card. And he ended up saying, this is like the most incredible issue. I think he needs to go read some more <laughs> issues, Eric. And you know what? Shut the it's fuck kind of liberating up. not having those uh, review copies. But we're going to go into this. And it is Power Girl number five, written by Cy Spurrier, art by Mike Diodato Jr., Trish Mulville. And, oh, I'm doing the other deal. What am I saying? It's Leah Williams there. <laughs> I'm all, all t- I'm looking at the cover. It's mesmerizing. Power Girl number five, written by Leah Williams, art by David Baldione, Romalo Fajardo Jr., and Becca Carey. Yeah, this is bullshit. This is complete bullshit. Let me start out by telling everybody that the big play and the big story, obviously, in this is that Kalex has been compromised with the symbiote ship. This should be something yep. I told you it wouldn't be. When they say at the end, I'm going to be in the, the shadows, and why are you in the shadows? Why are you why in the shadows? You, why would you stop that story? It just picked up steam. You actually are doing something with that that makes sense and has stakes in the universe. Instead, now we're going to have a streaky deal as if you've done anything up to this point that we need a cool down. Oh, my God, Eric. I need to cool down. From a all cool this down, streaky. mostly silent issue of Streaky the Supercat. You Going say mostly adventures. silent. <laughs> He doesn't understand English, so you get goobly gookin'. But when you go into this, we've seen this before. We had it with Mark Russell and the Urban Legend. Anytime you're going to get one of these super pets, they're going to find out that some animals are either being experimented on or grabbed, and they're going to go save them. Sometimes that hits, sometimes it doesn't. But at least have a story. 
this is barely even a story. When then you pull in the fact that it's mostly silent, googly, it, it's nothing. This is a waste of money. It is a, it, it's bad. This should be highway robbery. I think some people need to be arrested there because this is nonsense. But you, you tell me about it. What do you well, think? that's the whole thing. You have Shrieky the Supercat who goes around because we see some people in masks abducting animals off the street. And then Shrieky goes out one night doing Shrieky the Supercat things. Well, Shrieky goes and talks to some other cats who are sad that another cat was taken. And in that cat's empty bed are a bunch of flyers for missing animals. Like, oh, my God, this looks like a job for Shrieky the Supercat. But then Shrieky goes up and, like, you know, listens out for all the animals out there. And here's a dog in distress. And goes and finds these two masked men putting a dog in there to where Shrieky then goes and follows in the van and finds out that I want to think maybe Georgia Savannah. I don't know who this character is supposed to be. Who's like, you know, taking all... It, it looks kind of like George Savannah, but I don't, I don't know. But Shrieky goes there and he visions everybody, releases all of the animals, and that's all a day's work for Shrieky, the super cat, who will just unleash all these animals into an unsuspecting freaking populace that are just running rampant and are like, animal control is going to have to work double time. So Shrieky goes home and then goes lays with Paige and it's like, we on. Well, it looks like you've been sleeping all night, you freaking lazy kitty. And then, you know, when she wakes up, Supergirl says, like, hey, I need your fa- I need a favor. I need you to go into an adventure with me, setting up the next bullshit story that we have for Power Girl that does not feature Kalex being possessed by a symbiote ship. No, that's going to be like a role-playing game type bullshit from the solicits. So what you have here and what well, even you- the idea of role-playing game, because the one thing that like Paige Stetler, you know, the, the uh, secret identity of Power Girl now, as she works for the Daily Planet, she just wrote a story, can psychedelics induce a virtual reality? So I'm guessing that's going to be something that's because she's reading her own article on her iPad. So I'm thinking that that has to be what we're dealing with going forward. Yeah, I, I love the idea because while you were talking about Georgia Savannah, I thought, well, I didn't really actually go to the wiki for this issue. Yeah. So I thought I'll go to the wiki. Maybe it does spell out because a lot of times. I don't know how it's black magic. They can pull shit out of their ass, but they usually have something. They, they didn't even bother with this. It's such bullshit that they just have <laughs> other characters blank locations. Like they didn't even finish. They started. You have Omen, Streaky, the Cat, and Power Girl mentioned, and then they gave up just like everybody else. So what you have here, first off, every in my mind, when you have these issues anymore, it's trying to get Pizza Dog from Hawkeye. It's trying to get that play, but you, you haven't set anything up. But Streaky. We know a couple things about Streaky. One of those is if you fuck with his food, stuff like that, he flips out. You could have pulled that in. But what I really thought would have gone, because this does nothing for the series. He is now going to go on the generic, let's save an animal that's missing deal. Maybe through Streaky's point of view, you could have shown how much Omen and Power Girl mean to each other. Or you could have shown Supergirl, because he is Supergirl's cat, but now he's with Power Girl. Maybe... He gets upset and goes to try she. to find Supergirl. Yes, she and tries to find Supergirl and then kind of gets more of that. How much Supergirl actually does like Paige that make it something that means something in the issue. Make Maybe it you have it. Honestly, don't have a streaky super cat mostly silent issue. That's what I'm just saying. Make it mean something. At least if you need a time between or whatever or have streaky we find out is the only one that realizes that Kalex is fucked up and is trying to do some things about it but because he can't end up really showing that's right streaky we have that in the back it'd be kind of cool if we have that battle going on but no you have what is the basic bitch uh streaky is a cat so streaky is gonna save a cat all right well that's kind of bullshit and it did nothing and it's a waste of money and then at the end it just have supergirl show up just Hey, uh, we're going to go up and save these people from this crazy, you know, Middle Earth LARPing thing. Um, really? Like, what are you doing? 
this story is a bunch of nothing. I don't think anybody should spend their money on it because it feels like a waste because you get nothing out of it. Like, who? I'm telling you, the only person I know that would want a streaky super cat story is Reggie. Reggie. And he, he just loved that like little cat for Reggie some reason. Reggie loves Streaky. I don't think he'd like this. I think he would have been upset. He would have said, he, I like Streaky, but he did nothing. My favorite part of this book, though, is that you have these goons that are working for the scientists that's experimenting on these stray animals, and they have these tragedy and comedy masks on, and they look badass. It's almost like, almost like a ghost face mask with a beanie on top, and it looks really badass, and I want to see more of them. But, like, the art is wasted here because it's doing all of this work for nothing of a story, and I'm like, come on, this looks good. You could have done so much better. It's And the art does look good, but nothing to do with it. And I don't know. You have some things that are kind of on the side. Remember that whole alien tech that got sold for some reason stolen deal maybe you could even like i know you don't want a streaky issue but we're here we're doing it make it mean something to the overall series make straight and then you could even have it's that like, idea just imagine tom king's getting getting worked up on like the uh, bureau of sovereignty and the american government coming down they finally like you get some momentum in a story that feels like it's worthwhile uh, and all of a sudden we have a chumpa issue yeah imagine that or, or imagine... We're a cancer kid issue. A cancer kid. That's what I thought See, you were I, going I, with. I, I, thought, no, yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't going to, but I realized oh, that's what you expected. But no, I'm, I'm going along the lines of this for the jumper issue. They were on the Kangas in that, so it works there. I mean, that's the problem with this, where it, people, you know, writing comics now, and people sit there and have all sorts of crazy... Not even crazy. They're their own reasons. But I hate DC because it's this, or I hate it because of that. But this is the shit that I hate that you end up always throwing off the momentum of a series. And I wonder, do they think they're, you know, killing it here? Does Leah Williams think that she's been telling so much of a bang, you know, ass, bang ass story. Bang ass story. Bang ass story that she's like, I better come down. I better do this. It's a bang. Uh, But you haven't been. You haven't been doing that. So it's just, and I'll tell you what's coming up. Every issue, all we're going to say is, what's up with Kayla? Because that's the big, it's the symbiote That's all I care about. Yeah. What else is there to say, Art? Well, right now, at least we have a little bit of continuity going on where that symbiote ship came out of Paige's eyeball, and now she just has a patch over it right now. Well, I guess it heals, so you got that going on for it. Yeah, patches. I don't even know what to say. I can't talk suddenly. What would you give this? right over there? I would no. give this a two out of ten because the thing is, I I really like the art, but the story is like a negative five for how that works out in my mind because it is nothing. I feel like that DC is robbing you with this because it's there's barely any dialogue in it. There's no fucking point to the story. Shrieky saves some abandoned animals, and you got to get charged for that. You have twenty one pages or so. You could have waited and just told the Shrieky thing in three pages in an anthology. You could have done it. It's ridiculous. There. So yeah, I'm gonna go. Well, I'd You're like joking. to. I am. I don't know what happened. I I can't breathe, Eric. I'm dying. I'm dying here. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 2.5. Please, Joe. 2.5. Did that work, Eric? Did I make it work? Works for me. Okay. Well, there we go. It's just, it is a, it's a shame. Highway robbery. I'm, I still can't breathe. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm a ghost, Eric. I'm a ghost. I might be, you know, taken over by the symbio ship slash lion. Oh, that's a lot thing. of some ghosts. You son of a bitch. I'm going to ghost you now. You ghost Hopefully. me pretty much. We get done. I don't hear from you for a week. I got things to you, do. Comics to read. You ghosted me, Eric. You did that. What's what's the other term Tony always gives me? The uh, gaslighting. Shut the fuck you up. You gaslighted me, oh. Eric. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Does that mean I let my farts? Because, yeah, I certainly did yeah, gaslight guess, you, baby. You're definitely gaslighting her about the idea that you don't know what that means. Well, I, I kind of do, but not when she says, because it doesn't make sense. Like, I'll say, 
Hey, I got us dinner. Don't you gaslight me? I'm like, what? What do you mean by that? I don't understand. All right. All right. But yeah, quick podcast. Derek, what was your book of the week? My book of the week is Titans Beast World number five. Mine is two. Mine is Titans Beast World number five. It's pretty good. Best book of the week and can actually hang your hat you on that one. To, and you actually have something to talk about when you read that and think about going forward. Don't go with this, Tony. You just gave me the finger. She turned on the lights and gave <laughs> me the finger. Me. I'm not not sorry. (laughs) But (laughs) as we we said, uh, as we went through these and mentioned earlier with the Beast World deal, next week's show will be Patreon only. It is a fifth week of comics. It is a annual speak. So we always do that on the Patreon. Pretty low, I know. But don't blame us. Blame DC. What I told everybody on my review of the Beast World that I did earlier this week on the Twitter or on the Twitters on YouTube. When, when we get that, and when you do read that final issue, and I'm certain that they're going to bring Breeze Boyd back with that tentacle. When that happens, I think that you have to award us, Eric. And maybe they want to hear me gloat. You can go over to our Patreon, sign up for even a free seven-day free trial, and you can listen in while I gloat and say that we were See, right all is, along. I'm telling you, if I still wrong, think it's going to happen. Eric. No, the thing is, I still think that's going to happen. I just don't think it's going to be next issue. I think it's going to happen after this is over. Eric, you've now brought up my greatest fear because then I was thinking because I'm so centered on saying that it would happen at the end. And then I thought, wait a minute, we're setting things up with Raven that could be in the Titans deal, but I'm still going to go with it. And this right. is what, what the deal is. Eric. You, 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 if we end up and we're right. I'm going with the happens after Beast if World. If we personally. end up, we're right. They have to come and you know sign up for that free trial. Check out all the shows we do. Maybe you like it. If we're wrong, you have to sign up to let me know that we <laughs> you feel bad Obviously. for me. And sign up and throw shade at me. But again, no fuss, no muss. A seven-day free trial. Just make sure you do it in a timing that those seven days will include the podcast coming out on Saturday or Sunday. You know, do that. But check it out. Check it no out. I think what, that we do a bunch of things. Yeah. Well, I'm saying sometimes we put it out on Saturday night. And if they did it, it's weird. But yeah, do that. Everybody sign up to see how I gloat and how we were right. And I'll laugh and laugh and laugh. I'm still playing catch up. Eric named the signal. This isn't quite that, and I'll still play catch up. I must. I'm sorry. The way you said that, I don't think anybody understands what you mean. Like Eric named the signal, and I'm well, like, the people don't know. He, no, he named the character Duke Thomas as the signal, and like a year before. Yeah. So, and I thought it was the most ridiculous thing ever, but it ended up being true. Here's the books we're going to talk about too. You're welcome. We also will talk other books. Alan Scott, The Green Lantern, number four. I don't know that that's going to bring the, the you know the men in the backyard all, for my milkshakes. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to think of what the hell that was. All I'm, the men to the backyard. I, I was going to say all the milkshakes. men to the backyard for my milkshake ass. That's what I was going to say. Like I, I really hey. want to know what your song sounds like in your mind. All you men in the backyard with my milkshake ass. Uh, uh. Tanya's giving me the finger again. Batman Superman World's it. finest annual 2024. Oh my! Damn you, 2024 anthology issue, and that's going to continue some of the things of like showing us little bits and pieces of this Kingdom Come stuff. We'll see how that works out. Batman and Robin Annual 2024. Damn you, 2024! I just like saying that. I just like saying that. See you next year. Uh, That is a side story of Bruce and Damien going on a camping trip where they get assaulted by assassins. Batman Offworld. Number three, one Ooh, of our the book favorite I'm looking books. Forward to. Again, if you weren't listening, I guess they would have been. But 
go over and check out our $25 do or die pull list video that we have up on Weird Science Comics. All the links that we talk about are in the show notes. Me and Eric both have that on our pull list because we are really enjoying Spoilers, it. Eric, man, damn. Well, you shocked me. Some of those books shocked me, Eric. Uh, we also have the, the world. Titans Beast World number six that we talked about there. and At least two bangers as far as I'm concerned right there. Yeah, but where is the mash? That's what I want to know. It's over there. And that's Alan Scott. We end up where uh, there is a Trinity special just to let everybody know. Manship, maybe. Don't don't buy it. It has an original story in oh, it. Oh, does it? Okay. But it, I, when they do this nonsense, because all it is is the backup. So, and the backup just came out. I think that most people who would be interested in Trinity also like that. They probably read them, but then they're going to put it's It's a... It's a bait and switch, not a bait and switch. It's like they're trying to fool you into needing to get this issue for this little extra thing. Bullshit. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, and in the meantime, the backups aren't even done. So the next Wonder Woman issue, I believe, has the last of the backups. So that's not, it's bullshit. But we'll see. But yeah, we're, we'll probably won't be talking about that. But or we'll maybe see. the backups continue on. They'll have the Trinity special number two. Yeah, it's the Trinity not so special. Probably is what they should call it, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I want to not be negative, right, Eric? I want 2024. That's the the year of positivity. That's what I say. But okay. that's that. I don't know. This podcast was a weird one because of these books. And I mean, there wasn't a lot to say. Power Girl nonsense. But I hope that everybody enjoyed listening to us lose our minds. I didn't have much to begin with, so we're here. But yeah, check it out. And if you do go over to the Patreon, sign up for that free whatever. Thanks a lot. We really do appreciate all the support that we are getting and all the people already on the Patreon badasses on down. But yeah, come on and join in the fun. And again, in case you forgot, on the spotlight this week, we talked about Amazon's attack and we also talked about the Beast World Tour, Beast World Tour uh, Star City number one. Yeah, yeah. And that uh, Beast World Tour Star City number one. Eric will reveal why he doesn't want a certain property to continue if it's based on the quality of that story. I'll throw it out there sure. for everybody to see what we mean. But yeah, we had fun with that as well. That's about an hour and 40 minutes with those two books. We had some fun. We were talking about crazy things like the idea of me wishing to be a medieval Willy Wonka. Now that's a little teaser. <laughs> that that's getting the medieval anybody, baker that's gym what winner. we talk about. I wanted to bake treats for all the medieval people just but not to actually end bake up them. Being Go famous. to the future, grab yeah. Cinnabons, and bring them back. Because I'm in lazy. Time. I, yeah, well, I, yeah, I'm not baking shit. I'm going. I even said not even Cinnabon, like knockoff shit from Aldi. I'm not even going that fancy. That's how easy I think it is. I think I could draw them in that easily, but you'll have getting to go over and see steak. what we're talking about. But one last time, please go and check out our YouTube Ooh, channel. This good has to be against God. Burn oh him. my God, that is true. I'd probably end up that way, but we're trying to do more and more on the YouTube. And I'm getting Eric. Eric is going to be joining me for a bunch of things, which I really like doing. So check out our YouTube channel. All that in the show notes. So everybody, thanks a lot, Eric. What do we say at the end of the pod? Everybody have a great week. Keep we- it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. You are all weirdos. <laughs>
She never bothered reading much of anything that came before. Well, my attention started wandering, and I'm only on page two. I gotta talk about this issue, so there's nothing much to do. But who's gonna give me back that hour I lost when I am through? Say here I am, falling asleep again. There I am, recording in a rage. Here they go. Messing up shit again. Where's Power Girl? Who the fuck's this page? Yeah. 